We are the Bros Who Think Network, and you're tuned in to Anime Talk. Enjoy. Hello, Anime Talk fans. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag Anime Talk. This is episode 33. I am your host, Lyndon Burton, as always, joined by my co-host, Mr. Chris SJE. Chris, how you doing today, brother? Man, I'm doing A1 steak sauce right now. Ooh, that's Liddy. That's Liddy. We've got how you feeling? Because last time we talked, that was we did the interview. How you feeling coming off of We've Got? Has the response been what you wanted? Do you feel like you achieved so far just with the where we're at? You, do you feel like you achieved what you set out when you started that project? Hell yeah, but I ain't gonna lie. Not 100% not yet. Because this one, I knew it was gonna be. I'm not saying a slow burn because I got a I got a, a, a heavy reaction when it first dropped, but uh, it was way more than I, re- I expected. I was really? expecting to be like doing because I, I had a plan set up. Like, I'm gonna be just I'm gonna be still working on content for the rest of the year with Weeb God until the next part comes out. You know what I'm saying? But I got like content uh, to unroll, so I was sitting there like, oh yeah, okay, so I'm gonna drop it. It may not get a big reaction and then i'm gonna have like a bunch of content roll out afterwards to draw attention to it and it may blow up like a month later two months later down the line and we ain't even to the month uh the month like little timeline yet and it's already going way crazier than i thought so i'm, I'm looking forward to how people react to the uh, what's about to happen with it in the future 100 and if you haven't yet be sure to check out chris's album we've got on all streaming platforms now but let's get into talking about some anime not a lot of news but a lot of the sh- Shows we've been watching have been booted up. We're going to review Vinland Saga today, Fire Force, Demon Slayer, as well as Samurai 8. We're going to talk about uh, some questions we have. Shout out to Blake who sent in a question and one of the questions from Twitter. But we have some news to cover. But I just wanted to say this for everybody out there. Chris, what have you been watching and reading in the world of anime and manga before I tell the people what I've been watching and reading? Just to let them know what we've been doing on the side. Man, I I haven't been watching too much. Much like I got a lot of stuff on pause right now. I'm kind of letting it letting it unfold. But the main thing I've been watching is the um the disastrous life of Psyche K. Like that shit. That's like it's on Netflix. It's one of my favorite. Like, all right, you you play J uh J Stars, right? Yeah. It's the dude with the pink hair and the antennas. Oh, okay. So okay, Psyche. I, I is it like a comedy anime kind of? That shit be killing me. I'll be crying laughing. Like I never got laughed like this from an anime that I wouldn't like invest you know you know Dragon Ball will give me those laughs because I know the characters and you know what I'm saying One Piece will give me those laughs because you know the One Piece comedy is golden but that's like after being there for a long time being invested like this is a show I just started like I'm on like probably episode five or six uh but I ain't gonna lie it'd be it'd be bringing a laugh out of me like the first episode is really what caught me because I was really dying laughing I was like there's no reason why a first episode of a show should have me laughing like you was like bro that shit had me rolling and then it just kept energy though. The next few episodes, it's like a fun, it's like a real fun show to watch. I haven't, I haven't experienced like a comedy anime like this in a while. Psyche K, I'm gonna give it a peep on Netflix. Speaking of Netflix, we're gonna have to talk about the LaShawn Thomas anime Cannon Busters, but that's at the end of the show. Also, yeah, I want to tell people, man, I've been reading this manga. I said it last week, Kingdom. I know there's a bullshit 3D anime, uh, 3D manga or 3D anime adaptation of it. It's not worth it. Just read the manga. This is one of the most 
insane mangas I've read. I love it. It's from China. Great, great story. That's been my jam. But what I've been watching, because I took a break from Bleach. I had to. I needed a, I needed a break before I got into the whole Espada part of the show. I needed a break. Just had to. Oh, I, I, I've been on that, too. I forgot to say, I've still been on Bleach. Like, I've been yeah. stopping. You passed me up. up. Like, I haven't been watching the Vinland Saga. I haven't even been really watching Dr. Stone. I'm trying to let them episodes roll out so I can, like, back-to-back them. But I still have been going back to Bleach. It's sad to say, but Bleach, I never thought I'd be here. See, I I took a break from Bleach. I'm not watching Dr. Stone. Vinland Saga, I have to watch week to week because I'm hooked to it. If not, I'm going to read the manga. That And we'll get to it when we talk about it. I love that. I love that fucking show. But Food Wars, I've been watching. I told you I watched two two seasons in two days. All in a row, I'm in love with Food Wars. I'm about to finish up season three and get ready for them to drop season four. I don't care what anybody says. And look, this this is personal preference here. I'm not saying it's the best, but I'm saying in my personal top five or top ten, Food Wars has definitely cracked it. I, they, it cracked the top ten. I don't know if it cracked the top five, but Soma Yukihira is one of my favorite main characters of all time. Like, And I'm not saying this show's for everybody because I'm the type of dude that will watch Bebop, Flay, and Chopped all day long. Like, and my girlfriend gets sick of it. I can watch that shit all day long. I love food competition shows. And if you fuse that with an anime, oh man, I love that shit. That like I've been Food Wars is my shit. So just wanted to let the people know what we've been watching, what we've been reading on the side. But let's get into today's news. First off, the One Piece Pirate Wars trailer, Pirate Wars 4 trailer dropped. Chris, you sent me this trailer on Twitter, a new video game trailer. Are you interested in One Piece Pirate Wars? Wars 4, are you going to buy the game? Yeah, for sure. Like, this is one This is one I'm going to buy. This is one that looks super, super fucking crazy. It looks good, but my thing is they can't get both things right, where they get the story right, who we want to play as, and the graphics can't be better. Like, we got to suffer one for the other. Well, I'm not going to lie. I like the, the graphics look kind of fire to me. Like, the gameplay looks kind of lit. The, okay, the gameplay looks legit. I'm just talking about how the people look all blocky. Uh, the, okay, let me put it like this. Does it look like Kakarot? No, it doesn't look like Kakarot. <laughs> it doesn't even look like World Seeker. But for some reason, I like this kind of... I like this kind of... Um, and this is something I probably shouldn't be saying about a, a, a console game. Uh, but it reminds me of, like, the 3DS kind of... Yeah. Like, have you ever played? Have you ever seen? Because uh, I never played it, but um, I've watched many people play it. Because I don't have, I don't know if I have a Japanese DS or not. I've had like a couple Japanese games for like the regular DS, but I haven't had like 3DS Japanese game. And I heard they're like region locked, where if you try to put a Japanese oh, yeah, you can't play. Uh, game, yeah, you can't play it in an American DS. And I, I felt like I got lucky because the uh, the J- Ultimate Jump Stars, or whatever game I got. Uh, oh, that's Japanese. That's huh? from. Yeah, that's Japanese, but that's from that's like a DSDS. That's not 3DS, so they probably didn't have the technology to lock it like that now. Because uh, I don't think I got a Japanese uh, 3DS, but I wanted to buy this game. It's called like Grand Battle X or some shit like that, and it's basically like uh, Ultimate Jump Stars and uh, the other one. You know what I'm saying for the DS, except Super HD because it's 3DS and it's just One Piece. It's like really? strictly one. It's, it's new. It didn't come out that long ago. And the graphics of that look super trill. Because you know how much I love that damn Shonen Jump game. Yeah, no, for sure. It's just like super updated graphics. But the thing about it is they're updated for 3DS. They look super fucking good. But they still are kind of like outline-y. Like they got the hard black lines. It looks kind of like, I'm not saying blocky, but 
like how you were saying, it looks like too kind of bubbly, like cartoony. You know what I'm saying? But see, I'm cool with that with a DS game. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't expect like in this console, fam. I'm like, I'm I gotta get on Bandai's ass again because it's like you can't. You can't do something right. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, you give us one of the best-looking Dragon Ball Z games that I will never buy. I will never spend money on that game because it's the same game I've been playing since I was in the sixth grade. This- we got to talk about that, too. We got to talk about the, the Kakarot game because I'm not going to lie. It looks so good. It looks amazing. It's like, I got to give it that. Like Everything about it is looking amazing, intriguing, but... Is it enough <laughs> yes. to get the money out of my pockets? Like, no. bro, I've been watching these trailers being in awe and being like, damn, bro, this is crazy. If this was like 10 years ago, maybe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right now, I just don't, I don't know, man. It reminds me too much of Legacy of Goku, which was fun. But how many times are we going to get free? Like, I don't care how much you dress up the 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 Saiyan saga, Frieza saga, and Cell saga. Like you could have even threw the boot arc in there, and I'm still sitting there like, mm. Mm, yeah, because <laughs> bro, it's like what you said. They fused Legacy of Goku with Budokai. It's like they took Budokai, Tenkaichi's three fighting style, and kind of a look, but fused it with Legacy of Goku, making it an RPG. And it's not like, oh, I can play as other Saiyans, and like, yeah, maybe you can play as Gohan in the Cell saga, but that's just because that's Gohan's story. But like. Bro, how many times am I going to play through Dragon Ball Z story? Like, they would have done better. What you going to say? I was going to say they would have done better if they would have made this Dragon Ball Super. Or if they did either Super or GT, I would have spent my money on it. Like a lot of GT, I would have for sure spent my money on. Because I feel like GT wasn't executed. And this is what I got to say about it. This is kind of going in a different direction than I was about to go. But what I have been seeing, and this is like a running joke on Twitter, that... um. They're retconning the fact that Goku's a bad dad. They're trying to make Goku look like the best dad in this fucking game. Like, the last trailer especially focused on Goku's relationship with Gohan super hard. And it made it look like, they're like, okay, y'all can't joke about Goku being a horrible dad no more. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I feel like since they're trying to, like, polish up things that they see the fans making fun of, the people... The people are saying Piccolo is Gohan's dad. People are saying Goku is up there in the worst dads with like Shao Tucker. Just as a fun joke, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I feel like they're gonna be like, no, we're gonna we're gonna take some of the aspects that could have been worked on on the show and polish them up in the game. And what if they would do that with GT? Like that would be hard. Like if they brought GT back, except they just like weeded through the first few trash arcs, get to the shit we want. You know what I'm saying? And elaborate on that, make it a little bit better. That or would be super, lit. Super, people be talking about how Super was the mid like heavenly's controller just was tweeting about today uh how super was mid he like take off your nostalgic goggles super was not what it what it was supposed to be but he has a point good enough like i feel like with a game to flaunt out like especially if you're going that extra mile of doing what they're doing with kakarot just skip all the shit we've gotten in xenoverse then all these other games let's just end the show let's just skip the shit that we've been getting force fed forever like this is what I was going to compare it to a second ago, like Pokemon, right? Y'all know I'm a big Pokemon fan. Uh, we got red, blue, and yellow a million times. Like, I'm done with that. Like, whenever uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee dropped, everybody was excited. I was sitting there like, boo, give us Gen 8. Boo, <laughs> who wants this bullshit? This is a Switch. We do not want Gen 1 again. Like, Gen 1 is the only game that got uh, re- like remade two or three times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With Dragon Ball, I don't keep reading. I don't give a fuck how good y'all make the graphics. It's like, bro, I gotta sit through the Vegeta 
Napa arc again. And that's my thing. Like, at least with Batman games, I'm getting a new Batman. Like, I, I might be fighting the Joker, and I might be fighting some of them same damn villains. But God damn it, the way I fight them and the way I get to fighting them is different stories each time. And I know people are going to be like, well, Lyndon, that's a comic. You can take it in multiple ways. I get that. But don't make me the same. Like, make me something new. You haven't explored Super. You haven't given us a real Dragon Ball game. And if you want to give us a Z game from the perspective of the Z story, God damn it, give me from Vegeta's perspective or Piccolo's. Give me from someone else's perspective. Please. Exactly. Like, bro. Honestly, oh my God, I don't want to see no fucking Kakarot game. Honestly, if you want to give me a Goku game, and I know that they'll never do this, but if you want it, if you truly want me to buy another Goku game, and you want to make it RPG, make it a Dragon Ball game, not a Dragon Ball Z I, game. I, I was seeing people talk about that on Twitter today, too. People make were like, to- has there ever been a Dragon Ball game done nope. properly? And make it to where you can fl- fly flying Nimbus. Make it to where you have to learn Kamehameha. You can't do Kaoki. You can't do none of those other moves. You can get the p- power pole. Like, make it Dragon Ball. Where you search see, for Dragon Balls. If you go do a Kakarot story, right? Let's start. And I know he went Kakarot Tell Z. Like, he was Goku through all Dragon Ball. He didn't even find, about, find out about his name till they, the Saiyans touched down and called him by his name. But... But I'm with you. Bring it back. Start from Dragon Ball and end at wherever you're going to end at. Because you could do a one and you could do the whole Dragon Ball and that's it. And then drop this game and end it at Boo instead of Cell and then do one for Super. Or you could just do one game. I feel like it would be hard to squeeze Dragon Ball all the way through uh, the Boo saga or even Dragon Ball all the way through Super. You could do... I would... Look, honestly, if they... They gave us a Dragon Ball game and was ambitious enough to stop it at, let's say, the Frieza saga. Frieza's the last boss, I'd still buy it. Because that's something yeah, even different. Even Dragon Ball through, like, if it's Dragon Ball through Z. Exa- that's my thing. Like, what, like let's say you stop at the Saiyan saga and that's the last the last arc you have to fight. I would rather do that than what they've given us right now. Like, that's 100%. Like, it would be perfect if they did that, stopped it at the Frieza arc, then nobody would be that mad. And then they give us Cell, Boo, yep. and Super. And then that would be just perfect. That would be like an amazing, an amazing game. Because the thing about it is, bro, I shouldn't be, and this is not even saying I'm excited for it because I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not going to buy it until, unless they come out with like a new game changing trailer. I feel like they thought this was the one because it was like, but it's not, sell. <laughs> dad with Goku. Oh, do you hate how Goku's not a good dad? Well, you get to be a good dad in this game. You get to spend Buku time with Gohan cooking. And like, bro, <laughs> when I'm telling you, like, <laughs> All the things that excite me in this game is shit that doesn't matter. Like, and I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but it's like I, I do a pro and cons. And the cons are basically just the fact that I'm going to have to redo the Saiyan Saga, the Frieza Saga, the Cell Saga again. But the pros, the only pros that I have are, oh, it looks really, really, really good. And two, you get to do fun extracurricular activities. Like, I was, whenever I first saw the tail shit, I was like, okay, we get to fish with Goku's tail, a fake tail? That's whack. But then see, I started that's noticing a con they, to me, too. Now see, that, now, see, that it was a con to me when I first saw that. But then I started seeing all the other shit you get to do, like with the dinosaurs in the world. It seems like more of a real-life open-world Dragon Ball game. And that's cool to me. And it would be a lot cooler to me. Like, it's, it's intriguing when I see it, especially the new shit with the Gohan shit. And the trailer before that, how they were showing a couple, or not even trailer, but the screenshots before that, where they were showing a little bit more of what you do in the open world, besides mm-hmm. the trash ass fish and shit that they showed us at first. Like, the thing is, I would be super hyped for it, because like I'm saying, that's the only thing I'm looking forward to, and the, the fact that I gotta go through the other shit makes it not even worth it, but 
the reason why I'm not hype about it is because I remember playing Legacy of Goku, and I remember like before you got from um, point A to point B as far as the main plot points. Yeah, the mini, yeah. And the mini shit was so dumb. Like I remember there was like a a wall that you couldn't go past, and it was like it had a big number on it. It's like oh, you gotta you gotta uh, level go go up to this level to get here, and then you get yep. there, and it's nothing really in there. And then they have all the dinosaurs, and they just become a chore to beat. It's like, bro, never in Dragon Ball Z was there arcs dedicated to Goku just pummeling dinosaurs that was in his way, pummeling and I feel like in his way. That whole thing, I feel like that's what these mini games are to distract us and be like, oh yeah, let's buy this. No, if you want to give us mini games like this, honestly, does it fit with Z? No, it fits with a Dragon Ball game. Like. Imagine, like, young Goku, I would love to fish with him, go with Krillin to fight uh, dragons or, or dinosaurs to train. Like, that fits that version of dragon. It does not fit Z, because what do you do once Goku becomes a Super Saiyan? Am I still doing these bullshit missions? Like, what could you put in between? Like, that's actually worth the shit that really matters. Like, the only time that works is, is between the, the Frieza and the, and the Saiyan saga. Like, the cell thing, I get you doing it with Gohan, but if I'm fishing, why can't I go Super Saiyan and shoot a Kamehameha and shoot the fish all up? Like, right, like why can't I go Super well, Saiyan? That's what I'm saying. Like, they're going this far, they gotta go that far. And I don't think they're going that far. And we've seen it from Bandai time and time again. They're all fluff, and they're all about looking good and never executing. But to this One Piece thing, I, I'll give One Piece credit, because unlike Dragon Ball Z, and I feel like this is why One Piece is a little successful, there's a thousand something chapters and there's no way we could have gotten every arc in in a game. Like every arc that they're about to do in a new game we've never seen before in a video game. That's one piece is one bonus for it. Cause I would love to play the whole Cake Island story. And bro, we the only time we've ever gotten super like video game story is in the universe like Xenoverse. And it hadn't even been dived into super, super hard. Like it could have been dived into way better. I'm not gonna lie, I understand what you say. Why can't we get all of them? Because Xenoverse one and two was amazing, but it lacked a lot of things every a lot of people wish they could get. Uh same thing with fighters. I think most people are pleased with fighters, but uh it I don't know, it just wasn't as enjoyable to me as I felt like it was to everybody else. See I fighters like, I was cool with because it was just street from no, I'm with it's that de- def- they definitely missing something. But I'm fighters I wasn't upset with just for the fact that they sold it as Street Fighter but with Dragon Ball Z people. And I was cool with that. Cause like I had, no ex- like I had no expectations. Like the roster oh, could have been a little better. Like, yeah, no. Now it's like super full. The roster's more full now than it was when it first early. dropped. But yeah, even, even now, the roster can still use a little. I feel like they're going to drop DLC after DLC. That's the, the smart way for them to do it. But it's and also that's the bullshit. Like they expect us, they expect us to buy this sixty nine dollar game, but then drop seventeen DLCs just to make the game better. When it first should have dropped, it should have been like this. And then the DLCs you give us are like, if Fighter Z came out with suit with beard, like all the super characters, and we got as a bonus, jeering. Ultra Instinct Goku uh, from the Broly movie, that version of Broly. Like, if they'd have did DLCs like that, but still had all the other characters like Samu, So Vegito, all those people from Super and whatnot in that game, that game would have been perfect. Like, DLCs do not mean, oh yeah, let me add on to this game because we didn't make it as best as we could when we first did it. We just wanted to give y'all something. And now, after 
two years of DLCs. Now you get the game that you were originally promised. Fuck that. Like, Jump Force right now, it makes me so upset because now they're dropping the DLCs to all their villains and all the original characters. Like, bro, I'm so off of Jump Force. Why would I play it? Like, I'm not playing that just to play as fucking Kane and in, in all those original Akira Toriyama characters. I'm a big... I, I love him, but I'm not playing that, bro. No, I'm not playing it, but that's just because I play Jump Force on and off. Like, Jump Force isn't one of those games that I spend hours on. It's one of those games I play for, like, a day, for, like, an hour or so, and then I, like, forget about it for a few weeks, and then I come back to it, and I'm like, let me play Jump Force. And I play it for a little while, enjoy it real quick, and then get bored with it. It's just, then, you know what I'm saying? Yep. No, I'm with you on that. I, you, I literally went to GameStop, and I uh I, I bought J-Stars, uh, like, literally... Maybe a, maybe a week ago, like not even five or six days ago. It was like recently. That's probably what's been stopping me from watching a lot of anime too. Like I've been getting them hours in on uh, uh, J Stars Victory VS or whatever. Because you like, gotta play that to unlock the people in that game. It's worth unlocking the people because you get a lot of cool people. Yeah, you get a lot, and I, I forgot how many people you had, and mm-hmm. I also forgot how annoying it was. Like I've I've been like playing Jump Force has been making have been making me crave the other game. And going back to that, I remember how trash that was in certain aspects and how I yeah. certain things. And then with Jump Force, they gave me a lot of those certain things. But fucked up on the other aspects. Like, yeah, they took away a lot more shit. Like, okay, I love how Xenoverse had the open world lobby, right? Amazing. But my big complaint about Xenoverse 1 is that it was way too fucking small. In Xenoverse 2, they made it bigger. All right? And it still wasn't as big as I'd like it to be, but it was big enough. But with uh, J Stars, like tra- traversing that that stupid ass map with the fucking ship, and you're like running into other ships to fight, like it's a fucking Pokemon Wild Battle type shit. Yeah. <laughs> don't like all the uh, cutscenes are just basically pictures of people talking with different facial expressions, and it's like a comic, and there's nothing but like you got to read the whole thing. Uh, it's not even really good sprites or moving sprites or anything. It's just like stale. Like it get, the story mode gets so old. It reminds me of like the My Hero Wants Justice story modes where yeah. it's like okay. This is annoying. Yeah, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. It becomes horrible fucking chore. Now, Jump Force, it was a little bit better, but not that much better. It reminded me of like Xenoverse 1 to where they gave me a lobby to where it made me feel like I had shit to run around and do. But it got old very fast. The lobby got small very fast. Uh, it lost its interest. Like you start seeing the same like little One Piece world, which looks really good, which is essentially just a small room. You know what yeah, I'm saying? exactly. And it did. It, it's cool. But at the same time, they could have skipped the Xenoverse one way and gave us the Xenoverse two way earlier. I feel like if they dropped Jump Force two later on, I feel I would feel stupid for buying one. I feel like I should I would have just should have waited for two. I feel like two may correct everything, but even when you get it, it may not even be hundred percent corrected. They still might have some some lackluster aspects of it. They may just have a couple things in there that sell you on it real, real quick. And I'm I feel so like serious. all these games are doing that with Bandai. I'm starting to see through that shit now. Oh no, one hundred percent. And my thing is, I'm I'm so serious when I say this. I feel like the only way we make a difference if, is if we stop buying these games. If people don't buy Dragon Ball Z Kakarot in in all these new games, I guarantee Bandai would be like, oh, well, maybe we should do something a little different because our money's affected. That's the only way you get these corporations to listen is if you affect their money. Like I can't buy any more of these games just out of principle. I really can't. I'm sitting there. I'm hoping that they don't like just stop all anime games altogether. I hope they actually take the time to make a good product and stop sitting there like, oh, y'all niggas will buy anything. So we're going to give y'all pretty anything. Exactly. And that's what I don't want. Sell y'all a trailer and y'all, we're going to disappoint y'all with the actual game. Exactly. We like, we got to. Y'all buy it, it's a wrap. 
Yep, we got to get past that shit. But that's all we got on this one piece of uh, Pirate 4 and Dragon Ball Z Kakarot news. Next up, Chris, did you watch the trailer for Promare? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So Promare is this new movie coming from the creators of Kill la Kill. And I forget the other show, but basically the premise is 30 years have passed since the appearance of Burnish, which is a race of flame-wielding mutant beings. A little, it kind of reminded me of Fire Force, not even lie, but who destroyed half the world with fire when a new group of aggressive mutants call themselves the Mad Burnish appears. The epic battle between Galo Thymos, a new member of the anti-Burnish rescue team, Burning Rescue, and Leo Fioja, the leader of the Mad Burnish, begins. So when I say it's like Fire Force, you kind of get why, because it's a leader of flame mutants versus a leader of firefighting mecha wielders. And But look, the reason why this trailer's not on here is to shit on it, because this thing looks beautiful. The story aside, from how, how good it looks, makes me want to go watch this movie. I'm not going to lie, just... Cause it's a movie, I might give it a try, but I'm not too, too, too excited for it. It looks, it looks lit, but it did give me like Fire Force vibes. It did give me like Mecha vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like Killer Kill vibes. I didn't even know that was the same creator. But yeah. uh, it looked cool. But I'm probably gonna give it like a, a one shot, like little try. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting no, some I'm moves, like a whole series. I don't know if I can endure a whole series, but I might be surprised by the movie. No, yeah, I could. I don't think I could watch a whole series of that. But just one movie of that beautiful animation. I'll definitely give it a look, see, see what's up. But that's Promare. You guys be on the lookout for that. Next up, we have the new Toonami schedule for you guys. At 11 o'clock, Dragon Ball Super. At 11.30, Jinlock. At 12 a.m., Dr. Stone makes it into the Toonami lineup. At 12.30, Fire Force makes it into the Toonami lineup. At 1 o'clock, Lupin the Third Part 5. At 1.30, the new season of Food Wars, a.k.a. Shukeki no Soma, which is the only mature-rated show on Toonami because they have to give that rating because of the etchiness of Food Wars. Next up, at 2 o'clock, Black Clover. At 2.30, Boruto. At 3 o'clock, Naruto. At 3.30, Mobile Suit Gundam, The Origin, which is new. And at 4, My Hero Academia to finish out. Those are all Eastern Standard Time. So at 3 a.m., My Hero would be rounding it out for... People in Louisiana and in Central Time, That's that would be our time. My Hero would end it at 3 a.m. Chris, are you excited to see Dr. Stone, Fire Force, and all these new anime in the Toonami lineup? I'm glad, and I'm, I'm not surprised, and I'm glad I'm not surprised, because Toonami's just making all the right moves. They're putting all the shit people want to see in a My, place where they have to see it. Did the Demon Slayer deal fall through? Because why is that not No, I feel, like, I feel like that's coming later, which is hella annoying. That is like literally like it's been pissing me off so much. And I was just about to say that I can't get excited. Like I can't get excited for a new tsunami lineup without it having Demon Slayer in there. And it kind of hurts. I don't know it's it's for good reason. That kind of hurts to 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 get reminded that Hunter Hunter's not there anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, but um, My- that was a good time. Like they had Hunter Hunter on Adult Swim. Now they got some some more good shit, but where's Demon Slayer? Yeah, that's my question. I, it's, I, I'm guessing they're having to finish making the dub, but like for you to have Dr. Stone and Fire Force from before Demon Slayer, that seems a little weird because Demon Slayer Demon right Slayer, now... Yeah. It got yeah. the most episodes. But the and thing about it is, I was best thinking of the about series, that. Series. I'm thinking they're for the season to end. Maybe. They're not for Fire Force and Dr. Stone season to end. Exactly, and the uh, Food Wars thing, like, they haven't even dubbed it yet. Yeah, no, that's my thing. Like, interesting lineup choice. I'm sure Demon Slayer will make it on there before this time next year, but it's just interesting it's not there right now. It that's needs all to be there for fall lineup. It does not need to stretch till winter. 
unless there's like super good reasoning, but like the people, this is my thing, bro. I'm tired of trying to tell niggas to hop on because this this is my shit, right? Demon Slayer is one of those uh, anime series that anybody can watch, anime fan or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, usually it helps if you're an anime fan, but if you are like one of my homies that only watches, like I've only uh, put him on Death Note and like he fucks with Death Note and he fucks with Promise Neverland, but I tried to put him on Yu Yu Hakusho before both of those and he dropped the series before he even got to the Dark Tournament arc. I'm like, ah, son, you gotta get, you gotta get to the dark tournament arc. I feel like this is one of the ones that uh, he wouldn't fuck with. That I feel like a lot of people, uh, like my stepdad, who's like a movie, a, mo- a big movie head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's not so much anime. Like I saw this nigga watching uh, anime. I mean, not anime. Uh, Naruto, not too long ago. And I was like, whoa, nigga, you watch anime? I'm like, nigga, I never thought I'd walk into your house and you'd be watching fucking Naruto. But yeah, uh, uh, I feel like this is one of those ones that could catch. Uh, a wider audience, and they got yeah. a lot of the uh, Western audience that is not super anime fans like me and you, who's not watching week to week as it airs in Japan. They're waiting for the dub. They're waiting to see it on TV. Niggas not gonna go watch it online, if or like go out of their way to watch it if it's sub. You know what I'm saying? Which is it's fucked up to say. Some niggas probably gonna roast me for that, but uh, that's my thing with all, all like I get people like I, some people I've seen the excuse. Oh yeah, I can't pay attention and can't read. I'm cool with that. I'm not gonna make fun of you if you can't read. I'm not. I'm not with none of that. But for the people that are just lazy, I'm just like, yo, you're missing out. Cause like, I'm not. I'm not here to to, to bolster the dub versus sub uh, wars. You know that. But man, I'm a sub guy. Like it takes a special dub to get me into it. Man, I'm I'm not either. But I do watch sub not because I prefer sub all the time. Cause I usually do. Like, depending on the series, but I'm one of those people who I, I never really mind the dub, but I watch sub because that is the essential, as an anime fan, like, you literally will be waiting forever on fucking exactly. sub. That's my thing. It, uh, it took them to give us uh, Hunter Hunter, like, since it finished Aaron. Like, that shit literally had been out for over two years before they decided to dub it. And that's one of the most iconic anime of all time. Like, niggas is just hopping on uh, Hunter Hunter and just getting to that what was the last arc? It was right after the Chimera Ant arc. The shit with his sister or his brother oh, or whatever. With, with, oh, the, uh, the butler shit. Yeah. Yeah, with, with, with that. Like, niggas just saw that for the first time and like, oh my god, Hunter Hunter's the best anime of all time. It's like, no, y'all niggas literally just hopped on it late. It is the GOAT, but <laughs> y'all just aggravated talking about it, hopping on the wave late because we just mad it's not coming back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, and I'll say this for Dub. I, like I said, it does. when I said it takes a special one, that was a little harsh because it does take good dubs for me to watch, but, like, I'll always give a dub a shot. For example, like, I prefer the Food Wars dub over the sub. Like, that's one that, like, it sucks that I can't watch season three dub right now because it's not out. Like, I gotta watch it freaking sub. But for most stuff, I gotta watch sub, man. Like, Demon Slayer... I don't know if I could watch that 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 shit uh, dubbed unless they have a good voice acting. And the one that I always say, I gotta see it. I gotta see it and hear it. Cause I wasn't mad at Promise Neverland, but I didn't uh, fully watch Promise Neverland dub. I just watched a few episodes and I was like, okay, it's not bad. I thought it was gonna be terrible. The one that I can't stand, and I can't, and like I've been trying to get an interview with one of these guys, and I hope he doesn't listen to the show because he will never come. In, but I I can't lie. Like, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The My Hero dub, as much as people talk about it, I can't fucking stand that dub, bro. I can't. Like, for the life of me, like, when I heard Deku on sub, it's like, yo, I fire. My guy, my guy is a little wimpy, but he's not a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the dub, yo. Yo. Bro, I can't take Deku serious. I can't. 
That's my thing, bro. I don't let that ever stop me from watching an anime, like sub versus dub. The only way it's going to stop me from watching anime is if I'm like not fully like Bleach. I'm watching Bleach dub, but I'd be watching Bleach like folding clothes and shit. I hate like having to rewind it. It's like certain, <laughs> certain parts just kind of reading the sub. And, yeah. Like a lot of Bleach is not quintessential to where like you watching that shit and you're like, damn, I wish I'd watch the sub. I feel like I'm missing important context. Like, so yeah. It's literally just, just whooping each other's asses. It's not that deep. And that's what really makes me mad. Niggas like, oh, you you can watch sub, uh, you can watch dub, but with sub, you get the raw, you get the emotion, you feel the energy better. It's like, son, you feel it the same way in in English, depending on the dub, because some trash yeah. ones, they do lack emotion. But what I'm saying is, Americans, we have our own uh, way of speaking in the English to where we emphasize different words. We we, we emphasize different parts of our sentences differently than uh, the Japanese people would. You know what I'm saying? So when you hear them emphasize certain things, certain ways, uh, you do catch the authentic way that it was supposed to be taken in. But when they switch the context to make it uh, Americanized, it's not like they ruin it. It just makes it more understandable for you. Like usually when I'm watching sub, I read it the same way I would take it in as a, a English speaking person. If that makes sense. No, because I, feel, I mean, because that's like money, but I hear like what? I don't hear. Yeah. Like, like, nobody says what like that. Like nobody says the, the the same vocal inflections the same exact way. They just make it Americanized. Also, they don't make I, it any worse. I think due to the fact of us and re- reading manga, and I think that like reading it and seeing how they intended with the English words, like the English translation and seeing it on the sub. I feel like, like he said, like when people say not, we just understand like what they mean at this point because we've been watching it for so long. And I can see how that can it catch up. It doesn't ruin it. Like it doesn't no. ruin it for anybody. You, you oh, made no. a great point if you said, nigga, I read manga. Like how could you say someone, the way a vocal inflection, uh, how, how can a vocal inflection ruin a series for you? Like, exactly. When literally I'd be watching it with voices in my fucking head. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Like I make the voices myself. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, like, about, like sometimes that just sometimes both of them disappoint me. Like sometimes I'm reading a good manga and I get like this voice for a character and then I hear them in sub it's not, and uh, yep. like, like I expected Naruto to sound way more badass than he did as a kid mm-hmm. sub and and as an adult sub and uh, like both. Naruto's, I, like, Naruto's not my favorite. And not to say his voice actor was trash. I just don't like the actual voice of him in sub or dub. See, you know I'm sub, saying? I don't hate it. Sub Naruto, I can, okay, I, I'm with you. I don't like, like, sub Naruto I can deal with. Like, it's not like I love him, but I could deal with it. Because he's not bad. Like, I could believe Uzumaki Naruto. Like, the way he does, like, the way it said, he has a deeper voice and it's not as loud. But you see that English dub of Naruto, bro? I must have been smoking some good crack as a child to be able to watch that <laughs> shit. Like, no, like, no bro. I don't know what my pops was. Like, my pops was a grown-ass man watching that shit with me. I don't know why he didn't say nigga turn that shit off. It's like, nah, oh, bro. English dub, kid Naruto. is <laughs> trash. Most annoying shit. Uh, English dub, adult Naruto isn't bad, but it isn't good. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, he's, it still has that child. Like, it's still the same voice actor, but he tries to make it, you know, a little grown-up, but it still has that 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 cringe to it at the end of the day. Like when they say believe it or they say his name like Naruto Uzumaki, believe it. it, it all, like it all like comes down to how believable it is. Like when you look at it and you're like, just no. Just that's no. my thing. Like it you it could be dub, it could be sub, whatever. But if I don't believe it, I'm not believing it. Like I the best dub to me, if you look at either Samurai Shampoo or Cowboy Bebop, I 
I believe that Spike Spiegel is Spike Spiegel. I believe that Jin yeah, and sure. Mugen are Jin and Mugen. Like English, I like I don't watch the sub for those. Like those are ones that like it's dub only. Like you, you know me, like, I feel like that with you, you have a show, bro. Like, I was about to say the same thing. Like, in, like Japanese is like oh, ugh. It's that's like, like you saying Japanese ugh. is who like nasty. Like get that shit like, out of here. Get give me American Yusuke. Nostalgia are due to like the fact that we know them as them, but it's even like. It's very rare besides like Cowboy Bebop and Yu Show that like English dub voices uh over English uh you know the original Japanese sub. But like Zoro, I'm not gonna lie, watching One Piece sub, I like Zoro more in dub, bro. Dude. To me, Luffy is equal, but like Zoro and sub is cool, but Zoro and dub is just more badass. He had that it's, like it's Piccolo. That's yeah, no, I'm with you. Zoro Zoro's dope dub, but I hate that I hate everybody else. Like Luffy, I love Luffy sub. I love I love I love Usopp dub too because Usopp he looks like what he would sound like. True, 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 true. I'm with you on that. But what I was about to say, like, see, for me, the dubs that I like are, are not the shonens. Like my my dubs that I like are like Black Lagoon, uh, Trigon. Like those are great dubs. Like it's, I, it's some about those too. series that they get them. They get them like, right. Black Clover is a decent dub, but I don't like to. I would like the sub over dub. Because when I watch shit like Black Clover, My Hero, these new era shonen, I feel like the people who are dubbing it know that they're dubbing the next big shonen hit. I feel like in Japan, niggas don't be, like I'm saying in Japan, niggas don't be knowing. But in America, it's like, oh, we're, 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 uh, we're voicing Demon Slayer, we're voicing My Hero. Oh, so this is supposed to be the next big three type shit? Like, we know there's no big three, but you know how they're looking at it. They're like, oh, so this is a big, heavy, this is something big, it's shonen. They're comparing it to the, the other shonen. So like, okay, we got to go about it with this attitude to where like, believe it. You know what I'm saying? They gotta make their their shonen character sound overly like kitty, overly yeah. like uh, enthusiastic and just happy to be the the main character and shit like that. And it gets into these like um, uh, English dub tropes. I, I want to say of like how they how they present their main character. Like their main character has to have a specific sound, especially if they're a kid. Like the fucking ass catch them. Like I hate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. And that's why I think it's some of these dubs are easier when they have like the main character as an adult. Because they don't, they don't try to make it sound that way. And we'll get to a dub recently that I thought was really good later on the show. But next up, I, I, I get nervous. I'm, I'm nervous. I just want to end it by saying like I'm nervous, but I'm excited about uh, Demon Slayer. I hope that the production's not going slow because they're trying to make it perfect and not trying to force shit where it don't fit. Because if they do drop a trash dub, which I'm hoping they don't, that could be like a deal breaker on so many people getting into not only Demon Slayer, but anime. That might be a gateway anime for a lot of people. I remember, yeah, uh, matter of fact, a chick had came up to me at work, you know what I'm saying? Like, in a store, you feel me? She she walked up to me, and uh, she was talking to me about how Demon Mode, my song, had made her want to watch Demon Slayer. And she was saying she only had watched before that, like, Naruto with her boyfriend, you know what I'm saying? She had said, like, she only... Like, she didn't, she wasn't into it, but she had fucked with it, but she didn't consider herself to be an anime fan because she hadn't seen anything else besides Naruto. But she said, seeing the little clip of Demon Slayer and like hearing people talk about it and hearing me talk about it, she was like, okay, I gotta go peep it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, imagine people being like, oh man, Demon Slayer is so good. I gotta go peep it. I'm gonna wait for the dub to come out. And the dub drops and they're like, ooh. Yeah, that's what Yeah, no. Turn off two people. And that's no, why people. I really hope they gotta put a lot more effort into these dubs, which I feel like some people are doing. But I'm, I'm excited and nervous because they could, they could ruin shit for a lot of people. That's a good point because, see, I always look at it like, man, whatever. If the dub's good, the dub's good. If not, I still got my sub. But you make a good point. My ass be selfish. 
you're right. These dubs need to be right because they can bring in new fans. No, you're absolutely right. That's why. These that's why it's, that's so, it's so important because that's like fans where we live. Like imagine Demon Slayer being super successful this time three years from now, like my hero and having a movie and Buku people are into it. I don't think people would be into it in the West the same if the West doesn't pick it up as hard as Japan picks it up because the West will pick it up as far as niggas who watch it like how me and you watch anime. But whenever we went to see that My Hero movie, I saw like a lot of kids' faces in the crowd. I saw like a lot of older people who usually wouldn't just sit down and watch anime, but probably seeing uh, My Hero. Wasn't uh, My Hero on like Adult Swim at one point? It was, yeah. Just got that polishing in the West that it deserved to get, you know what I'm saying? And I just hope the rest gets the rest. That point you just made is probably why people in America haven't connected with One Piece yet. And you can see it because why don't we have Stampede? You right. don't have Stampede. And Stampede passed up Broly in, in Japan. Like, it's Japan's highest group. Broly, whenever they were getting the sub. Like, they were getting the sub, and we already was like, hey, America, y'all getting the dub, too. Not long after the sub. A month later, but it's not too long afterwards. Like, we didn't this, even I- get a fucking... We don't even know when we're getting the... Uh, no, exactly. We don't know when... Like, everybody on is t- like everybody already knows the spoilers because we don't, don't know when we're watching it. Like, every, like I, I check every day to see if we're going to get the leak because we don't know when we're going to get it. And that shows, like, why dubs are important. The I think the One Piece dub hasn't even gotten to dress Rosa yet. That's how behind... Like, they, it's behind... Like, it's behind, behind. Yeah, one, the One Piece dub is not too far after the uh, time skip. Like, I feel like it's... Right after the Fishman Island arc, but not too far. See, and I think you make a good point. That like dubs are essential for us getting more content. All right, I'm gonna start supporting some dubs, but they gotta be good dubs though. And that's, that's my thing. I, that's why that's why it's hard for me to just shit on dubs because nigga, without dubs, like there would be no tsunami. There would be no like we wouldn't have been introduced to this shit as a kid when we literally weren't willing to watch. Like, True. I uh, scenes on the internet and like the dial-up internet back in the day, whenever Dragon Ball was hot. And we were getting to see uh, a little bit of the boot arc before it aired. You know, we didn't have Twitter to where we would just see spoilers, but they would be like, if you looked hard enough, you could find some a little bit ahead of Toonami Dragon Ball. And you wouldn't get full episodes because it is dial up. You would get like these little clips on the old black and black and uh, gray Windows media player. And I remember I would listen to like not say listen to, but this was my first experience with sub. You feel me? I don't even think it was sub. I think it was just like raw. But uh, I would hear like the Goku and the little the voice of it. As a kid, I was not about to sit down and like sit through. Read, like, yeah, wait, yeah. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Okay, you 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 broaden my horizon with this topic. But next up, we have have a new series will be coming to anime 2020. It's called X Arm. It'll be coming to TV screen soon. The story follows Akira Natsume after his mind is the only thing saved after a traffic incident. Akira's mind is then placed in a side of a weapon while working with the police's X-Arm division. Akira fights to get his body and mind back. The series began in 2015 and has been running since with 14 compiled volumes in the manga. It's been very successful, but a release date has not been set yet. And it will premiere in 2020. Chris, I sent you two pictures of what this looks like. Seems like we're getting some android, cybernetic, gun type uh, exoskeleton deal. How do you feel about Exxon coming to a new screen near you? This gives me a lot of different vibes. Like it gives me like the Battle Angel, Alita, Ghost in the Shell kind of vibe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever said this is an anime, I don't think, but like the Heavy Metal 2000 kind of gives me that kind of vibe. Yeah. Like futuristic kind of. Crazy shit. Like I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, it. It just looks badass just from the pictures I've seen. 
And honestly, this is this. No, I don't. I don't think I'm going to read the manga. I'm going to just wait for the anime. But this is something that, that I think we need more of. Like, I get we have the demon slayers, the my heroes, and the shonen, but we need more of the Aseki, the Seki, like or the sci-fi, like all these different. That's why I was so excited to watch Cannon Busters. That's why I think I like Vinland so much. Yeah, Vinland follows a kid, but it's not the traditional traditional shonen tropes. And you know me, some of my favorite animes aren't shonen. Like, it's the Bebops, the Tri-Dragons, the Black Lagoons, the different style animes, the sci-fi, the real-life looks at the world of making it post-apocalyptic, our world. That's the type of anime I love. And seeing this X-Arm stuff gives me hope. I might check out the manga just to see if it's going to be good or not worth us watching. But yeah, I'm, probably, only... I'm probably not going to read the manga, but I'm definitely going to keep it like just before it drops, up. like anime. It, like, once we see a trailer... If if the trailer's good enough, I might go read chapter one just to get hyped for the for the uh, anime. But X Arm coming soon to you guys. Another new anime coming is it's in ID Invaded. We got a new trailer for it. This is what the show's about: a mysterious death of a young girl named Kairu Chan. This mystery has spurned the investigation of her death, led by a man named Sakaido. With his with the, with this premise. ID Invaded is set to cover a lot of new ground in the murder mystery genre. It's pretty and serialized series that has a lot of concepts that are being presented, such as the digital world. Ooh, whatever that means. Chris, what did you think of the trailer of ID Invaded? That one looked fucking hella fire. Like, um, both of the other ones we're going to talk about, like, I, I, I fucked with that one. The, uh, the animation looks pretty good. Uh, it, it was very, very sharp, like the trailer. But mm-hmm. the main character's character design got me hyped. Uh, the the background of the little world-looking thing reminded me of, like, the Digimon digital world from the movie. Uh, it seemed like it gave us, like, Death Note mystery vibes, but like you said, like, doing crazy shit like the Digi-world. Like, what, I, like I'm, I'm interested in this solely on the trailer. Like, how's this dude in the digital world, but then it looks like he's solving a mystery in the real world? Like, that shit Yeah, when I heard it was a murder mystery, I was like, hmm, sold. Animation, sold. Everything else... All right, I'm ready to see where this goes. Especially when it's like a series, and it's gonna look like it's gonna look as good as it looks because I like the way it looks a lot. Like that's one of the first things. Like soon as the trailer popped on, I was like, "Ooh, okay." I thought we need more shit like this for sure. That, we, that's another. It's been a while thing. since like Psychopaths or like a, a couple other like murder mystery gunslinging kind of shows. You know what I'm saying? And you know me, I'm. I'm in love with these, so I can't wait for Invaded. As more news comes out, we will let you know about Invaded and X-Arm. The next thing we have is, a, this one's not a, a, a TV show, it's a movie coming out called Black Fox. And a new trailer was released. Uh, it's going to be running at uh, Crunchyroll Expo August 30th through September 1st, and it will get a theatrical run in Japan in, beginning in October 5th. Hope I don't think it'll get a theatrical run here, but hopefully we'll be able to catch it uh, after October 5th. This is the premise of it. Living in a ninja residence tucked away in the corner of a futuristic city, Rika, the eldest daughter of a ninja clan who looks up to her father, a researcher very much, carry on with her normal life. Rika's home suddenly comes under attack one day. Driven into a corner, what will she do to overcome the darkness? Uh, will she overcome to overcome this uh, crisis? Go to the darkness to be uh, to pieces, rip the darkness to pieces, and become the Black Fox. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that took a while. Her, her grandfather was the original Black Fox, and he was training her while her father wanted to do scientific stuff. And you see a little bit of this in the trailer, Christopher. This being a movie, I'm kind of really interested in this. This looks pretty good. 
this is one of the rare occasions where uh, I'm not saying I'm nervous, but I'm like, huh, I don't know if I'd rather a series than a movie because the movie mm. has me so it's a badass uh, female lead uh, character. She looks cool. Yeah. She looks cool as fuck and she looks like she just like she reminds me of like a sword version of like Revy, but like a little bit a little bit different, you know what I'm saying? Have you seen um what the hell what the f- oh my gosh. Have you seen Kite? What like Kite from uh the, no Kite the movie. Like it's it's with this girl assassin and like she it, it's it's a whole movie, but if if you don't know what if you if that didn't ring your bell just now, then you haven't seen it. But it reminds me of that. No, I, I never I don't think I've seen it. You should check it out. Like it's an eighties, nineties anime movie, and it's so fire. It's just basically this young girl. She's an assassin, and she doesn't remember stuff, and she basically has to go through killing these different people, and she gets her memory back. Shit's crazy. It really reminds me of this. Yeah, I feel like I've seen it, but I haven't watched it. Like I feel like I've seen it somewhere, but I haven't like watched the actual uh, movie. And I'm with you. This would be this is the one time where it's like, damn, this would kind of be a dope series. I would like to see her adventures in this world. But maybe if the movie like successful, that should have me super intrigued. That trailer, I was sitting there like, oh, where is this going? Yep. And maybe if the movie does well, we can get a series. Yeah, hopefully. Because this stuff looks good. But you guys, be sure to check out Black Fox the trailer, and hopefully, when we, it gets a theatrical release in America, if not, you guys check it out when it comes out on streaming services. Well, that's all we have today. For for the news. First question we have is from Blake Tagay. Before we get into our review, what's a great manga that you wish got a better anime because the anime didn't really live up to the expectations of the manga? Or what was a great anime that you got that kind of had a shitty that had a shitty manga? I don't know too many in the, that part where it had a great anime but the manga was shitty because usually if the manga's shitty the anime's gonna be shitty. But I know some that have good mangas with shitty animes. Chris, do you know any like that? No, I, I'm not going to lie. I did love, love Promise Neverland, the anime, and then tried to go back and read the manga and couldn't get into it because the art style wasn't as appealing oh, to me. Oh, real. Not saying the content wasn't there. The art style just wasn't as appealing to me. Like, I got used to the anime characters and how clean and fluid they look and move. And reading the manga, I'm like, mm, these look like choppy versions of my main characters. Like, I don't like this shit. Like, it makes me disconnect a little bit from how, how much I care about them when... Like even when I read like the Demon Slayer manga, they have they have these uh these pe- these parts where they they do like comedy and they do the, the funny shit on their face, and I love it because they do it completely different than any other manga I've seen. Like the Demon Slayer manga is one of those ones that I remember whenever we first started talking about it, you were like, I had to drop the manga because I know the anime was gonna look like super fucking good. Yeah, and you wanted to see that shit animated, and like to be honest with you, the the anime is uh, spectacularly animated, but uh. I started reading the manga, like, because I, I just couldn't wait anymore. I was like, what the fuck is going on with this little-ass spider kid, nigga? Uh, I was like, I gotta get past it. So I'm like, chapter, like, 70-something or 60-something, you know what I'm saying? And I'm liking the the manga just as much as the anime, and I'm waiting to see a lot of this shit uh, uh, animated. But with Promise Neverland, I just, I, for some reason, I can't, I can't read the manga, even to catch up, you know what I'm saying? See, I feel that's another thing due to the fact that how I, that show's special just because of like the manga does its scare tactics different than the show does. Like the way the manga scares you, it, it has to because it's te- like it can't. Whereas the anime can show you, it this is just telling you the whole time because you see the the panel before. You know, what I mean, if you open it, if it's in a book, you see the page before. So they have to scare you in a different way. So I definitely get that. Promise Neverland is actually one where I prefer the manga to the anime. 
Maybe like, I, I, it would probably hit me different if I started reading it versus or if I got hit with the same stuff for the first time in time manga that read I did. Because, like, seeing a lot of the shit, because, you know, it's not animated yet, but seeing a lot of the shit from uh, Demon Slayer animated for the first time. I'm not animated for the first time, but like uh, on paper for the first time, I'm like, oh, <gasps> like I'm seeing shit. I'm like, no. So that's yeah. like now I'm to the point where I've seen Demon Slayer's amazing animation and I'm sold on the story. So now the story's getting just as much gas for me as the animation would be. And really? I'm itching to see these new uh, arcs play out and get animated, but I'm not going to lie. The manga is hitting super hard for me. I might catch up to the fucking fuck around and catch up to the manga before the season even ends. Really? Like catch up to, to right now because I've pummeled through like a good 10 chapters and like not that long, like maybe a couple hours, I guess. Like, I, I that's was the thing about manga, I can read like 30 chapters in a night. Like, if I'm sitting down, like, I could get through some manga. Like, that's why One Piece for me was easy because I would just re- I would read like I'd read through all the, the shit before the major fights and I'd watch the fights on anime. Like, I'd read through like all the exposition, get through that shit fast, and watch the fights. That's how I caught up so fast. Like, and one of them, to answer his question, a manga that I thought has a great manga but which got a better anime, Kingdom. I said this earlier. Like, if you watch Kingdom, the anime, it's like, bro, why did you tell me to watch this? Like, it's 3D. It doesn't look fire. But if you read that manga, it's one of the best mangas out there. Berserk's another one. Berserk, so I know some people like the movies, whatever. Those movies do not look as good as the anime did. I mean, as good as the manga did. And I know you have one. I don't want to say here because I know one that you have where the manga is 100% better than the anime, and you wish the anime got the manga treatment. I knew, yeah, I, I was going to say that, too, at the beginning, but uh, are you talking about, like, Soul Eater? Yeah, that's what that's the one I thought you were going to say off-rip. Yeah, because that's, that's the one I thought of off-rip. Like, as soon as I heard the first question, I was like, Soul Eater? Yeah. <laughs> like, what about definitely. Shaman King, too? But that's the thing. I, didn't, I wanted to say Soul Eater, right? But I didn't want to say Soul Eater. I wanted to put, like, a a stipulation, because it's not because I thought the anime adaptation was trash. I just thought the anime adaptation ended trash. Like, everything else about Soul Eater was perfect to me up until the point where they just rushed the ending and just topped the show. Like, all right, we're done. Uh, I wish that show would get a reboot or a continuation, but it would have to be a reboot, because you gotta, like, get rid of all that shit that happened at the end. But, like, I would love to see that, like, an updated version of that. Like, that's one of those ones, like, Yu Yu Hakusho to me, that I want to see uh, get a continuation, but not at the not if they can't do what is good. Because I would never want to see niggas try to remake Yu Yu Hakusho and make that shit new age animation and make the fucking some of the most iconic scenes trash. You know what I'm saying like I don't want to see watered down versions of what I used to see. Yeah. But if they could have, because Soul Eater wasn't done that long ago. Like it was still digital. I don't think it was like drawn like 100. percent Yeah. It, it, looks, like like, it looks exactly era. like Fire Force, and it looks good too. And if they give it to us at least Fire Force quality, it would be pointless is to remake the first half of the series, which is why I think they, they would never do it. They got all they wanted out of Soul Eater. It would be different if it was like Hunter Hunter. You remember how Hunter Hunter had the 1990 uh, The 92, version? yep. And Bro, it, that's how I saw stopped. the JoJo's 1997 version. I was like, yo, this. I'm glad they remade JoJo because that shit, I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> yeah, facts. I, I was watching JoJo the other day. Like, I'm not that far into it, but... uh. I, I got confirmation that I didn't have to rewatch the old ones. And I was like, oh, that makes me want to watch it more. Like, I don't have to watch that old ass, super old fucking style yeah. animation. It's fucked yeah, up to no. say because it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. I'm not about to sit down and watch. I'm not about to watch Hunter Hunter, the, the 90s version. But that, like, the JoJo shit, like, at least the Hunter Hunter 90s version looks cool because it kind of looks like Hunter Hunter, but you do Hop Show style. The, the JoJo I can watch shit? The Hunter Hunter version now. 
like uh, the old Hunter Hunter version, like looking back on it, because I know it, I wouldn't watch it for the first time as that, but going back on it, I could watch it, pick up, pick where I want to watch it from. But, but uh, that, that old JoJo shit looks nothing like the, the show that, like, the show that, that's out now, compared to that shit, in the, it's two different shows. Oh, yeah. But, like, 100%. With, with Hunter Hunter, the reason why I had said that one is because, like, that got a remake for two different reasons, because it got chopped because the manga wasn't finished. Uh, the Like, they just did the show up until the manga was at that point. And in so long, um, like there was such a long gap uh, of like so so much more manga came out after the anime ended that by the time you get to 2011 niggas are like oh my god there's a there's an adaptation of this already and it's not covering the Chimera uh, Ant arc we gotta go back and it was done so long ago to where it was a whole new style of animation that it could have been done in and it's a it's a it's a breath of fresh air going from the old one to the new one. And it's a noticeable difference. If they would do Soul Eater again from the top, I don't think it would be that notable of uh notable. It would be that notable of a difference. I feel like it would just look like Fire Force, um, which looks like Soul Eater. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wouldn't look too different. It wouldn't look that updated. They'd have to do it 3D, and I, I'm not signing up for no fucking 3D Soul Eater. That would be so ass. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm with you on that. I'm trying to think of some more manga that I really loved in the anime. Just wasn't up to snuff. Man, Kingdom is like one of the ones I, I only ones I can think of. Some people say that the Food Wars manga is better than the anime. I wouldn't know. I'm I'm just watching the anime. Like I'm not about to read that. Like that. I, I think that's taking it to a whole nother level of yeah, One Punch Man season two. <laughs> oh yo, wait, no, One Punch Man season two counts, bro. That counts. That shit was <laughs> trash. Like in the manga, the manga's lit. Like One Punch Man's manga is lit. I'm trying to think of some more. There's not too many that I can think of off rip. Like I know that. 666 Satan is not animated at all, and I want to see that because that mm. is annoying that it hasn't got an anime adaptation. There's a lot of manga out there that I wish would have got an anime adaptation in general, but not too yeah. many anime adaptation and they, they nerfed it. Like, even shit like Bloodland, they did it good, they just need to finish it. Like, Hunter yeah. Hunter series, like 2011 Hunter Hunter is iconic, they just need to finish it. I don't really want to see manga get redone, I just want to see a lot of manga get, get actually fucking animated and worked on. If I'm talking about manga that I want to see animated that's not animated, yo, I've become a big fan. And it's crazy because, like, I love all of his earlier stuff. I'm not really the biggest fan of Dr. Stone. Like, I think Dr. Stone's great, and I think it's cool for what it's doing. And, like, like it's just not – it just hasn't hit me yet. And maybe I'm not far enough in it, but it just hasn't hit me. But I love Boichi's earlier work, and I would love to see – Like Sun Ken Rock and shit? Bro, I would love to see Sun Ken Rock animated or Wallman. Like I've been, I would see both of those like animated for sure. Bro, I've been reading so much Boichi, and it's like I've been I'm reading like, style dog. It's a like Sunken Rock is amazing, and Wallman, um, like you want to talk about a Hitman series? Like shout out to Pharaoh <laughs> because because we're talking about Gogo Thirteen on the uh, on Twitter, and if anybody knows what Gogo Thirteen is, an old school Hitman anime, and if you want a good Hitman show. Wallman would be in. It has etchy. It has kit. Like it is. Wallman's amazing, and like that's the Boichi shit I want to see animated. Boichi is a fucking fool. And I got you said it earlier, but I I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be against seeing a Shaman King. Uh, that's another one I thought you would say. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think of that first. But I'm not gonna lie. The, just because I feel like the Shaman King. Uh, original anime, I look at it like it isn't that bad because of nostalgia. Like, I, I watched that on Fox Kids and then came back to it as an adult and finished it. Uh, but I, I feel like 
it was so old that it could use some polish. And it wasn't that old. It's like around like what, 04, 05 when it came out. So animation was good, but not great. It was yeah. still like, like it was like One Piece before it got to the full screen One Piece. Like you remember how you gotta watch One Piece and uh, not One Piece, uh, you show in like the box instead of the the rectangle like a YouTube square. Yeah. Like there was no widescreen version of old anime though. It was just like it would just yeah it have the it have the the black lines that like that's the screen. And that's that's Shaman King. You feel me? So like I would love to see Shaman King get that new era anime adaptation, but I just think it's too far. Like nobody. Like, Shona Jump don't even own the rights to that no more. I feel like that's just a thing of the past. Like, I, all I could hope for is, like, maybe a, a video game <laughs> or something, like... If even, like... I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping for any kind of fucking... Like, if they Shana give me a figure, content. like, a new figure, a new chapter, a new anything, you like a continuation... Like if the fucking author does a new show, I'd probably peep it out. Or a new uh, manga. I don't know if he, he's already on something new, but I'm just... I, I would itch for any kind of content, because I, I really like the concept of that whole series. I love the art style. Like it was a signature art style. Like niggas fuck with Bleach because it looked like uh, a change of pace from the usual big three. Like Ichigo was not Luffy, Goku, or Naruto. But I feel the same way about Yo Asakura or Asura. Uh, he looked like he was he he was one of my favorite um, manga protagonists in the era when I used to have the Shonen Jump magazine. Like I would read Shaman, uh, Shaman King because this is before you get the big flashy Naruto anime adaptation, the big flashy Fox Kids version of One Piece. All you really had was Dragon Ball and all these other uh, series in Shonen Jump were just manga. So like, I was reading Simon King harder than I was reading Naruto One Piece. I was into everything, but it was like, Simon King was like that number one for me. Real, and yeah, man, I'd like to get into it. I might, I might need, I might need to read that. But that's hopefully. I read it before I watch the show. The show is way too kiddie. They they four kids that bitch out. Oh yeah, I would. Anime. I couldn't watch the anime. The four. I'm not watching nothing for kids anymore. I'm too. Like that's that's way that's that's too far gone. But but even the sub too. Like the content is just it's it's watered down to the point where it could be for a kid's audience. I'm saying, which I don't like that at all. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But hope we answered your question, Blake. Real quick before we get into the review. Chris has been having some of his mentions flooded with, he posted a question on, on Twitter, and I wanted to just discuss it real quick with him and see see if I can work, work see if I can help you guys understand what he was saying, because it seemed like he was misinterpreted, but I understood what my nigga was saying already. Chris, tell the, tell the people what was going on in these Twitter streets, a, a question you wanted to bring to the pod. It's, it's more of like a bold-faced statement, you know what I'm saying, for me. But it sparks a question, you know what I'm saying? Like, I... I've been seeing people talk about how Sasuke from, you know, from Naruto is top five greatest swordsman in all of anime. And I can understand how Sasuke would be your top five favorite swordsman in all anime. That's no, my favorite, I, I, I replied to somebody earlier, like you asked me for my, my top four, cause you can only put four pictures on Twitter. My top four favorite, uh, you know, swordsmen, I'm going to say Zoro, Hiei, Kuwabara, uh, you know what I'm saying? Just motherfuckers with swords that, that are gangster. Like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. when it comes to the best of all time, I'm my statement is like, bruh, Sasuke is not breaking the top five. Maybe top ten, maybe top fifteen. Sasuke is not top five swordsmen, period. And that kind of sparks a debate, like, who who is the top five? Or who... Who would and wouldn't make the top five? Right? I know for sure if I was the gatekeeper of the definitive best of all time, I'm blocking Sasuke out, just edging him out 
he may be six. He may be top. He may be six in the top ten, but he's not top five. And I get where you're coming from with that, just for the fact that when people think best swordsman, they're thinking, all right, if I'm putting Sasuke up against Zoro, who's gonna win? And I know people are like, well, Sasuke will win because, but you can't say because of his power. Like you can't if you want to say because of his Sharingan, because of his Renegon, because he can make light like lightning appear. You can't use that. Like Sasuke, you would have to take away. Take away Zoro's hockey and take away Sasuke's uh all his other his chakra and all his shit that he uses and just put them two together with two swords in the room or you give Zoro three because that's his thing. Uh, who would win? And Sasuke would not win. Like he would not win. Like Kenshin Homura would beat Sasuke. Like there's many swordsmen just based off of swordsman skill that would beat Sasuke. Now if you're saying Sasuke, if you're saying swordsman skills plus all their other abilities, well, that's a whole different conversation. That's not best swordsman. That's just best sword. Like that's just best, best like best fighter. You know what I mean? And Sasuke, exactly. in, in some cases, could probably make someone's top five best fighters of all time. Like if you if you base it on rules and different things, he may he may make that list. But top five swordsman, he can't make it. Who would you that's say? This, I got your top say five this too, in defense of, in defense of my statement too, because a lot of people. Uh, these two things, right? These, these are two things I saw heavily in my mentions it, when this topic came about, right? So the first thing is, is I'm not discrediting Sasuke as a swordsman. We've all seen him get busy at least once or twice with his sword. You know what I'm saying? His Susano has a sword. You know what I'm saying? We we know Sasuke is a swordsman. The argument is not is Sasuke or is he not a swordsman. Uh, he is a swordsman. I do believe he's a, a ninja first and a swordsman like probably not even second. He does yeah, have a sword, but he, he's an expert ninja more than he's an expert swordsman, is my point. He's, he's like, a character poof. that uses a sword instead of being that being his, like, I'm with you, he's a ninja first. Like, if he had to survive off of just his swordsman skills, he's not proficient enough as strictly swordsman to, we're well, not saying to survive, but I mean survive in a world of elite swordsmen like fucking Zoro. No, I'm with you, but I'm with you. Another thing is, and this is not kind of, this is not as bad. I discredited it just because I'm not a Boruto nigga, right? I haven't started, and I don't mm. intend on starting Boruto, at least until it gets better. Mm, that's I'm true. A lot of people's Sasuke people. defense. A lot of the Sasuke defense comes from Boruto. Boruto. Like, I have, like, I haven't seen one person show me... Like, the only clip I could even think of somebody posted was in defense of Sasuke not being the greatest swordsman because he was letting Killer B wash his ass. That's what like, I was going to say. Has if more if you want to use a Naruto clip, you got to use the Killer B one, and he gets his ass whipped in that. Yeah, and I've no, seen that's a good point. Say, Bro, Sasuke is not even the best swordsman in his own show, and that's not saying he's not the strongest character. I'm sitting there, I'm telling people, like, I'm fighting for Sasuke in this regard, like, telling people, look, Sasuke, when it comes to ninjutsu, when it comes to this most iconic ninjas in Naruto, he's going to break that top five. Of course, it's fucking Sasuke. But when it comes yeah. to greatest swordsman, he's not even number one in his own he, show, so he can't he's be not number. And yo, you want me to be honest? He's not number two in the show either. Because if people really know Naruto, the best swordsman in Naruto is not even Killer B. It's Mafune. Ooh, throwing deep cuts for niggas. Like, do y'all remember Mafune, right. the, the the only samurai in Naruto? Like, that's the real. Like, that nigga beat that nigga beat uh, Hanzo like one hundred percent. Like, right. so, like, like and, you can't say. But I feel like people who say those bold statements that just uh, Sasuke stands. Like, you when you look at the actual facts. If you gotta fucking, if you literally have to post uh, videos from Boruto, which technically isn't even really canon, like yeah. it's canon, but is it Kishimoto canon? Like no, like <laughs> no. 
I don't even know if some parts of the anime are canon as far as even manga canon goes. You know what I'm saying? So I can't I can't defend anybody that's coming and be like, ah, oh, but look what Sasuke did in the last fucking five years. Like, no, Sasuke, that's fake Sasuke. Yeah, is, no, I'm signing with you on that. Like, you can look. use Boruto to define how Sasuke is one of the best, like, most iconic swordsmen of all time. When Zoro's been doing this shit, like, since day one, and he dedicated his whole life to this shit. And you know me, man. Like, anybody who listens to this pod, Chris is not a big Sasuke fan, but I am a Sasuke stan. Like, I am, a, I am Edgelord Sasuke fan. Like, I love it. <laughs> like, I really do, man. Like, I never talk about it a lot, but, like, when it comes to Naruto, Naruto, like, I'm cliche. Like, I, like those two characters really sold me. Like, I love Naruto and Sasuke. But for me to say Sasuke is top five swordsman, nah, dog. Top five swordsman for me would have to, Zoro's up there, of course. Kenshin Hamura has to be up there. Mugen has to be up there. And, Mugen and you, definitely has to be up there. And if you say Mugen, do you say Jin? But just to save it from one show, I would say Mugen slash Jin because we never saw them truly, truly fight and see who the winner would be. So I'd say they're on par. Some people would say Afro Samurai has to be in there. No, I, the Afro, bro, if you've seen Afro Samurai, like I remember we had this conversation like months ago on Twitter. Like somebody was sending me clips of Afro Samurai. Like, hold up, did you just say fucking... So and so was the best swordsman of all time. And I'm like, I, okay, yeah, I see, I see what you talk about. Like, he's not best of all time. I wouldn't say Afro Samurai. I'd say he's top five though, for sure, especially before Sasuke. Because that's the thing, bro. When you say somebody who is a decent swordsman who isn't a hundred percent swordsman, it discredits people who, like, in their series, they are like that is their bag. Yeah, like, you can't tell why- me. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say, I'm with you, and that's why I wouldn't say I can't put Hiei on the list. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't put Hiei on my top five. I put yeah. him on my top four favorites, but that's why I, I clarified earlier that's my top four favorites, because Hiei, as much as I love Hiei, as much as I love Kuwabara, like, Kuwabara was 100% of the swordsman, because he had no other type of attack besides his spirit sword, but he's not top five. Yeah. Even though that's his bag, so I don't even want to use that as an excuse saying that you know just because it's their main bag puts them above Sasuke. It's the amount that they, the energy they put into that craft. It's like not only with Zoro, uh, Jin, Mugen, Afro Samurai is that their bag, but they are the best in that bag, and they yeah. like go super hard. Like I've seen uh, Kuwabara, he ain't take too many fucking L's. Like somebody was talking about trunks. People were Bro, saying I was, like, oh. I was. Waiting for that because I didn't. I, I was hoping you didn't say it so I could have got on that nigga ass, bro. When I saw somebody bro, coming you know on your post and say trunks, I, bro, come on, fam. Like take take away trunks, super saiyan power, and what is he? <laughs> bro, trunks is basically like, oh my <laughs> like, god. You could be like, oh, but when he fought Zamasu, he had the sword. Is like that doesn't make him a great swordsman. That makes him bro, a OP. I'm taking Sasuke like, over Trunks, bro. I'm so. I'm the only so sword work I've ever seen Trunks do was <laughs> cut a freezer <laughs> and cut Zamasu up, and the nigga still didn't fucking die. So you can't even say that, <laughs> bro. When I that nigga commented Trunks, bro. When that nigga commented Trunks, I, I lost my shit. I was like, oh, the joke. Like I didn't think that could be your favorite swordsman because technically he has a sword, but yeah. he can't be. Best. Like he can't be up there. I seen somebody try to be a smart ass because people were talking about how Sasuke's chakra makes him the winner in those kind of fights. Uh, and they posted a picture of Sasuke and a picture of Ichigo and said, "Okay, who's the better swordsman?" And it's like, uh, the nigga who Ichigo. uses his sword one hundred percent of the time. Like, like, yeah, like even if you take away Ichigo's like 
Soul Reaper shit and just gave him a sword and threw him in a ring with Sasuke, took away Sasuke's chakra and the things that made him strong. I think Ichigo would whip his ass. Like 100%. That's a whole show that's based upon superpowers. I'll give you that. But it's also a show that literally everybody has a Zanpakuto. It's a swordsman show. Like yeah. most of the fights are fucking sword fights. You know what I'm saying? They, they get yeah. deeper than that. But every nigga in that show has to be like proficient with their sword work. Or like, whatever weapon they have. Sword, yeah, or whatever kind of weapon they have, because it's not technically all swords, but blades, and most of them are swords, swords yeah. of some sort. You know saying, yeah. like to say that Ichigo is is compared to Sasuke is just like son. What what has Sasuke ever done with his sword? And th- let's take Boruto one hundred percent completely out, because I hate that. Got that argument. I'm sitting there like, y'all gotta go to the end of the series. And if this nigga has literally had a sword, he's had that sword since the Orochimaru arc, yeah. whenever he's living with Orochimaru. I haven't seen that nigga do shit with that sword besides take a L to kill a B. And at and that me, point, I'm sitting there like, you should be stronger than kill a B. And then use it, like, wait, and the only other thing he used it as was a lightning rod to beat each, to beat uh, Itachi, but he didn't even swing on Itachi. Like, that, Itachi, that shit out that nigga hand and he, he brought, like, he used so it as a, me, as a lightning rod. I, I can't think of the top 10. Like, I could think of 10 iconic Sasuke moments. Honestly, I could think of, like, 10. None of not, them involve his... Yep, no, I'm with you. And the thing is, you talked about Susano having a sword. His Susano only had a sword when it was fused with uh, fucking Karama. Like, if it's a Susano by itself, he uses an arrow. Like, I didn't even think about that. You are right. It was an arrow, but he yep. he only had that sword when he was fused with Karama. I, oh, man, it just made me so mad that so many people want to have this argument. I'm sitting there like, Y'all can't tell me y'all all think this. Yeah, y'all no, and that's, they're just oh, stands. Like, and the thing is, like, I'm a big Naruto stand. You know that, but like, I can't defend that. Like, the, like, like, I can make, I can make so many arguments against that. And if you really want to get serious, the best swordsman, if you don't have, go, uh, what you gonna call it, that nigga from Lupin the Third, you're clowning. Like, oh yeah, bro, I didn't even think of him. I wish I could have just. Oh, that that should hurt my heart. Goldman, like, yeah. yeah. That video of him chopping through all the niggas with guns, they was yep. like, oh, we gonna, we, we gonna jump him, and we got guns. Who This nigga brought a gun to a, I mean, brought a knife to a gunfight, and we deep, like, it's just him. That nigga shit. took everyone down, shed buku blood. And you want me to tell you another one? Half. Look, I got another one for you. The nigga from uh, Gangsta, Nicholas. <laughs> I, another one. That, like, that's another... So, like, if you're talking straight swordsmen, there are a list of people that come before Sasuke. Shit, Sasuke is not above these niggas. Because this is the thing, bro. You see all these other niggas, like, their whole series could be, like, like, 50 episodes, 20 episodes. Like, it's 20 episodes of handwork with them swords. Yeah. Sasuke is in, like, fucking 600-plus episode series. And only barely for, like, 15. Yeah. And didn't really no. do shit with it. And no. to the end, too. Then yeah. they, okay, okay, he had one arm. Okay, he kicked the blade and did a cool trick. Bro, that's literally one moment. <laughs> and the main reason why this shit was fired was because of his Renegon. <laughs> literally. Like, no, I'm with you. Like, and I, like I said, I'm a Sasuke stan. But I just wanted to clarify some of that for the for people out there. Because y'all been getting on my nigga Chris ass too much. And, and that, ain't, that ain't right. Like, my nigga didn't say nothing crazy. Gotta know, people got to know, bro. This is a big thing. I saw this on Twitter. And this kind of is off the subject. Oh, shit. My head, my head on. But this is kind of off the subject, but it, it, it pertains to it. But there, uh, uh, somebody had tweeted the other day, people got to realize the difference between fact and their opinion. Yeah. People got to realize the difference between best and, and their favorite. favorite. Because yeah. favorite is opinion. Best is like 
undeniable. And you could have an opinion-based version on best, but it has to have facts in it. It has to be sourced and rooted in some sort of uh, logic. You can't just have that kind of debate and just be like, oh, but you can't tell me he ain't wasn't that nigga. He did Dragon in the Darkness Flame. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Get that out of here. You're arguing a point that's like, okay, he's your favorite. I get it. I love he. He's my favorite too, but he's not the best. Yeah, Sasuke, no, I, I love him. Not the best, best swordsman, bro. Trunks. <laughs> I can't believe that. Uh, Trunks is that was joke. the wildest. Yo, that was the wildest one anybody that is said. A joke, bro. <laughs> and like, honestly, if you compare somebody like Ichigo to Sasuke or like Trunks or something Trunks. like that, it's like <laughs> you clearly don't know how niggas work swords in their own show. Oh, you just don't watch a lot of anime because you, you just watching those because like. Like nah, bro, that's cra- that's crazy. And also, if Trunks you really is one wanna... of my favorite characters. I scoff at that. I'm like, nigga, you gotta be kidding me. And if you really want me to get in depth with it, I could go even as far as to say, if you if you let me include Afro Samurai, I know he had an anime, but that anime was based off a movie. Therefore, I should be able to count anime movies. And if I can count anime movies, my dog Jimbei from fucking uh oh my gosh, what is that movie that Jimbei's in? Ninja Scroll. Oh. my my Jim, oh, Jim yeah. come on, dog. Jim Bay from Ninja Scroll is one of the best swordsmen. And if you've seen Sword and the Stranger, both the the white guy Viking who comes in with the other sword and the Japanese homie, both those niggas are better swordsmen than. And they was doing like breakdance moves with their swords. Literally, like. And nah, see, I go, oh, this is this is a comedy series, but. And Gintama? Oh, yeah, I was th- I was literally thinking like when you said when you said comedy, I was like, I know where he's going because I, I I was right. thinking about Gintama a couple of seconds, but I didn't want to say because I don't watch I've that seen show. Gintoki get busy. Like I haven't watched it in full. I've watched episodes here and there, but I've seen the comedy, and I've also seen when shit gets real. Like some of these fights go up there in the history of like Gintoki had some of the best fights in all anime. Like maybe not top ten, but definitely top twenty. He had some iconic moments to where I'm like, oh, so this is why people love this series super hard, especially in Japan, because it's not just comedy, it's it's deeper with the action. Like, they deliver on every aspect. When they give you something, they give it to you, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. as far as like, Swordsman goes, he, he gets busy. No, he up there. I watched a video today of Gintoki fighting somebody with, with, and that's the thing, he fight people with his wooden sword, so he up there too. And I was thinking just, I, that's funny you said that, because I was thinking today, I was like, yo, it's time I watch Gintama. It's time, like it's past time. Oh, it's about that time. Gintama's like it's it's low key lit for a reason. It's one of those things to where like I watch Psyche K expecting it to not be that good because it doesn't get that much play in the West. But when I watched it, it really it put me on my ass because it was so funny and it hit so hard in the in the right field. It reminded me like because it's not fairly new. Like it's a it's a kind of older series. It was around when J Stars was made. And to me, I was sitting there like, okay, if this was really that good, niggas would really be on it. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing with like uh, Gintama. I'm sitting there like, if it was really that good, niggas in the West would suck it up and be on that shit. But nobody really is. But I think it to me, it just has that parasite effect that not too many people are Don't know aware of. It. Yep. No, I'm with you on that. And with that being said, that answers uh, questions for today. Let's get into review section. Let's start off with Samurai Eight real quick, the manga, because we only have one chapter. Because I believe, if I'm mistaken, ladies and gentlemen, y'all let us know on Twitter. But I'm me and Chris are talking about this off here. I believe the only chapter we have to talk about is chapter fourteen. Because last week I'm yeah, pretty sure we because there there was no chapter the week uh before last because it was an off week and then the week yeah, before that week, that was weird. The uh because Shonen Jump took a that that was uh, across the whole uh across the whole board. Shonen Jump had a break. We didn't get no My Hero chapter last week. No One Piece chapter last week. Like it was uh, a, it was a Shonen Jump break. Okay. 
Yeah, so that's why we didn't get a new chapter. But let's talk about Samurai 8. The last time we saw it, uh, Hachimaru's dad was dying. And uh, they had just... No, the last time we saw it, we had just met Hachimaru. We just had learned that the hologram of the main villain was... He's he's out the building. He, that wasn't a real, real body. That was just a hologram. And we see who who looks like Hachimaru's brothers, these eight these uh other seven beings that look exactly like Hachimaru. We find out in this chapter that they were all created by Hachikaku. Hachikaku's not Hachimaru's dad. He's really a scientist who created all of these and these Hachimaru's were made to be open, not the uh not the not the box, but made to open the cube, the other uh Pandora's box so the main villain could have the power of the god of the samurais, and that was, he was going to use the Hachimarus to open one box and then himself open the other and have the power of the war god. And, and Dwarm was like, bro, do you not sound, see how crazy you sound? Oh, this is crazy. And Hachimaru's like listening to it, and they're like, yeah, you were the worthless one. You were the experiment that threw this all off. Like, that's why you were hooked on this machine, blah, blah, blah. You weren't worth anything, and we'll come find you, and we're going to take care of you. And then they they pretty much in that conversation, Hachikaku was like, nah, bro, like, you were really the one, like, we, I, you didn't need to survive off that thing. I put you on there because I didn't know how to be a good father. I wanted to kill you to put you out of misery. But then you showed me you were strong, and that made me want to be a better father for you. And I really thank you because you made my life important. Basically giving Hachimaru his send-off, like, all right, bro, now you can leave this planet. Time to go live your life. And I, and I told you, Chris, I told you when we started this, it seemed like Hachikaku was about to die, and they're using this as the crux to get Hachimaru off a planet. How did you feel about chapter 14? Because the chapter just ends with Hachikaku saying, it's time to live your life, Hachimaru. And he dies. I like it a lot, man. It was pretty cool. It was very weird seeing all these different numbered, like, versions of uh, Hachimaru. It looked like some, they had some, like, weird Akoski, Akoski kind of fucking roles. Yeah, it does. But, um, I'm not gonna lie. It, it, this is one of those, uh, one of those chapters that threw me for a loop. It, it got me it brought along more questions than it did answers, and I'm happy with that. Like, before, remember how we first started? And I'm like, okay, where are we going with this? I have so many questions. I'm not going to be able to get 100% into this until some of these questions get answered, and I'll start seeing the direction the show's going. A lot of questions did get answered. A lot of questions got unanswered, and a lot more questions got thrown at me, except now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, now i got to know what the fuck's about to happen, like. It, it, it's finally getting to the point where everything's starting to make a little bit of sense. I'm starting to see how this world's built a little bit more. I'm starting to see the direction they're going in, and I'm liking it. This is this is like when when Hachimaru first is about to jump off the porch. We thought he already jumped off the porch, but it was now a fake jump. Like, yeah, yeah. Now it's really time to see if he gonna sink or swim. And like everything now seems a lot more like from here on. I can imagine things being way more um, intense. Before it was kind of like an adventure. You were kind of just here for the ride. You were enjoying the ride, but now you know where the ride's going. You see what the fuck. Now he has actual shit, more mysteries he has to unfold. And it's not like some shit that is pertinent to the story. You know what I'm saying? It's super re- relevant. And you could definitely tell Kishi made this because it's funny you said Akatsuki. And right when you said that, you know what I thought the Hachimaru's look like? They look like little Sage of Six Paths. Facts. Like they all look like Sage Mode. Like they all like that's like those that shit is crazy. Like Kishi definitely made this, but nah, great chapter. I agree with you. I'm like yo, the sh- now the story starts because he has no reason to stay tied to his pops. His pops is dead. He now has to avenge his death. He he now can go train with Dwarma. Everything's there, and now he has a mission he has to go do. He has to stop these people from acquiring the boxes. 
He has to find the seven keys for himself. I still think we have to see that black samurai goddess who talked to Duomo in the first the first chapter. Like, we're going to go meet her. How does him and Anne's relationship build his princess? What happens with all that? And do they travel from different planets trying to save these other samurais from losing their key? And do they acquire the key? The story is just about to unfold, and I can't wait to see where Kishi takes us from here. So I'm super high on Samurai 8. Yeah, I'm more hyped than I've ever been for Samurai 8. Like, I haven't had this amount of hype for the series since the beginning. Like, the beginning, I was super hyped. The next few chapters, I was still kind of hyped off of the, the hypeness of the first chapter, which was long. But then once we got to, you know, we got past the, he met that little dude that was his homie. The homie shot out, and we were kind of unclear about what was about to happen. My hype has kind of been at a at a medium since then. Yeah. It's been really good. Ever since this big villain guy touched down, my hype started to spike a little bit. But it didn't spike as much as it spiked with this chapter. Like, this one got me to the point where I'm like, I may be, well, yeah, I'm for sure, like, at a different peak. I'm higher than it was when I first started because now I got so much more to go off of and so much more to stay tuned in for. No, I'm with you on that. Well, that's our review of Samurai 8, ladies and gentlemen. Let's jump into the shows. We're going to start off with Vinland first, go to Fire Force, and then finish strong with Demon. Oh, no, well, we'll go Vinland, Cannon Busters, Fire Force, Demon Slayer. Well, no, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm going to have the most to say about Fire Force and Demon Slayer, so we could keep those for the end. No, 100%. Vinland, have you caught up 100%? No, I'm still at episode three. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm binging this shit like a, like a, a TV shit, like a, a movie. Well, let me say this. It's on episode seven right now, so three episodes dropped since, or four episodes dropped since you last watched. Vinland, to me, is, it's not, oh, man, this is, I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to say it. I don't care, because it's, it's my opinion. Like, whatever, fuck it. Vinland is my favorite anime this summer. Like, it is, to me, Damn. like, to me, where Vinland is, Vinland is in the running for best new anime show. Like, it is oh, up there, like, it is up there to me with, with uh, Demon Slayer and Promise Neverland, and as of now, like, and I know Demon Slayer has more. Promise Neverland is finished. Just with these seven episodes of Vinland, I'm like, yo, this was, it's like you said, Chris. It's like a movie, and like this shit is great. Like from the OP, from the intro song to all the visuals, I thought the 3D was gonna be too much, but like we thought Demon Slayer fuses 3D and 2D flawlessly. It Vinland has Vinland takes that to a whole nother level because I can't tell when it's like like i can't tell the difference between the two and it, it looks amazing i am in love with these past couple episodes i don't want to say what happens but in the newest episode episode seven we are finally getting thorfinn as an adult or as like a teenager like he's no longer a child and thorfinn's ripping tearing shit up so if you have seen thorfinn as a child for the first three episodes that chris saw once you get to episode seven thorfinn is no longer a child and he is a Viking. So that shit is crazy. Be sure to check out Vinland because it is hard. And when Chris, when you catch up, we'll have a more in-depth conversation because I really think it's the best anime of the summer so far. Yeah, you got me more hyped to watch it now. <laughs> like, nah, it's lit. Like, bro, like, and I, at first I thought Fire Force, and Fire Force still has the running to be best anime of the summer because I read the next chapter from the next episode just to see what was up because I couldn't wait. And I had to stop myself because they're about to, Fire Force is about to unlock this whole conspiracy, this whole conspiracy among like it's different brigades and we'll get to that more when we talk about fire force but vinland just from off the strength of seven episodes like i i've never liked the seven like i've never liked as much as 
these seven episodes as I've done in any other like anime series that like we've been reviewing at least. Like yeah, the first seven that's, that's not a lot of episodes. That's my thing. Like the first seven episodes of Demon Slayer was tight, but like I didn't get into Demon Slayer until like when I read the manga to where they're at now. You know what I mean? Like that's when I was like, all right, Demon Slayer is that like once you once you meet uh uh Muzan, that's when I was like, all right, Demon Slayer is crazy. This is just seven episodes. This this is just like the first six chapters of Inland. So Wait till you guys get even more in depth into that. Let's talk about the Netflix series, LaShawn Thomas's anime Cannon Busters on Netflix. Chris, did you get a chance to watch Cannon Busters? I did. I did not finish it all the way through, but I got to like episode five. I want to say I got to like episode five or six. I know when I when I cut it on, it was at seven, but I think I fell asleep during the last episode. So somewhere around like five. What did you think of the show so far? I liked it. To me. Um, and I don't want to sound negative about it because I really like. Oh no, like be honest. It. No, 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 no. We gotta. We uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, uh. We're not trying to pull it just because a black dude made it. We're gonna be honest. Now. We told. No, that's that's, that's, not, that's what I'm saying. Cause I've seen people be overly critical of it, and then I've also seen the other spectrum of people be overly like hype about it. And the hype and all the shit surrounding it made me want to watch it. And I was even sold by the trailer. But when I actually watched it, it's good. Like, don't get me wrong, it is good. But as far as like A one, it's not making my favorite to the summer list. It's something that I'm gonna watch, and I, it's something that I won't drop because there are certain shows that I'm like, okay, this is getting the drop. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like when we was watching uh, Goblin Slayer. Yeah, we, that we knew off rip. It was good. It was getting. I feel like it was getting somewhere. Like I feel like it was teasing me, like it was getting somewhere. But eventually, I'm like, oh, this shit gotta get dropped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This one is one that I'm gonna finish. But see, it reminds me of kind of this uh, easygoing, doesn't take itself too serious uh, kind of show. At the same time, it does get serious, but it's very like lighthearted to me. And I feel that's, like it's one of those things that I could watch at my own pace, kind of, you know what I'm saying? That's my main complaint with it, because, okay, you start off the show, we learn Philly the Kid can die. We see all this crazy gore and everything. And it's like, all right, this is giving me Trigon vibes. I'm not going to say Bebop because it's, it's too bright to be Bebop. It's not dark enough, but it's giving me Trigon vibes. But then at the same time, with all, like, and maybe that's because I watched the dub, but I, even the sub was like this. It's like you said, it's, it was so lighthearted that I knew it was an anime, but at the same time, I still knew this was an American-made cartoon. That, and I don't like getting that feeling from things. Not saying that, like, in, I'm unlike Krista, I would put it in the best of the summer. It's not the best, but it, it's in my favorites of the summer because I like that genre. But it, I think there's a problem because... I expected him to make it more edgy than what it is, where this show can still be watched by a 12-year-old. And, like, yeah, they show the blood and stuff, but it's not it's not that intense with it. It's like, this show, yeah, 20-something-year-olds, 18-year-olds can watch it, but at the end of the day, I don't know if this show was made for us. Yeah. Like, right. I'm not gonna lie, I watched it, and it did have a lot of blood, a lot of gore, it did have a lot of cursing in it as well. It, it was cool, but I don't know... What I was expecting, because we got a little bit of that boondocksy kind of humor. We, we didn't. That's it. my thing. We got everything we that we wanted. Like, we got the Trigon strip with Philly the Kid. We got the boondocks humor. But you know what I think the problem is? I don't like that Prince Kelby storyline, because that's what makes it feel American for me. Like, that, that robot, like, and, and I... Yeah, it kind of takes it out of the anime realm. Yeah. It, feel. 
it felt like a Western when we were doing all the Philly the Kid shit. Even when the robots walked into the to the bar with the homie with the with the gold teeth in his in that whole game, it felt like an anime. But the moment they switched to that Prince Kelby bullshit, I'm like, yo, like what the hell? Why are we fusing all this stuff? Like, I'm cool with fusing the Mecca. I'm cool with fusing all this other shit, but. You're trying to fuse a fantasy story into this too? I thought this was the Wild West. Like, what is this? Yeah, what is like this? It, once you definitely saw the prints and you saw all like the extra shit, it was like, oh, uh, it's like y'all got too much dip on your chip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it was like somebody in the meeting room was sitting there like, we gotta make this shit the coldest shit of all time. We gonna fuck them up with episode one, two, maybe three, and then like we gonna boom hit them with this. Y'all wasn't even expecting that shit. Like, when I started seeing Mecha shit, I was like, okay, cool. I didn't think we was going to go Super Mecha with it this quickly. <laughs> then I started seeing the extra shit. I was like, okay, I didn't think we were going to go, like, how you say it, like, fantasy with it. I'm sitting there, like, trying to keep a hold of it. But what I'm saying is I like it, but it's hard to take it serious. Yeah, serious, no, I'm with you. you know what I'm saying? Like, Especially with the tones, like, the undertones of it being very westernized. Like, you could tell. It's not like we're watching a, a, a anime, like, a, a Japanese take on American media in an animated form. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like you see in Japan make like a, a story that is set in America like they've done before. It feels like an American went to Japan and tried to make an anime which And that's, that's what it, and honestly that's what it is like and I, I can say it like this. Avatar the last airbender, I knew that was a cartoon, but it felt like an anime. Exactly. This, I'm not gonna this, lie. Even even the Boondocks look he felt like an anime. Yeah, it felt like yeah. It felt like a, you know, it was Americanized. So I don't want to say that it's just because it's Americanized, but no, because, it, it was done in a way that it just felt kind of, uh, damn, it, I don't know the word. I, 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 like the best way I can describe it is, it feels like. Have you seen that Princess Shinra show on on Netflix or like the Voltron show? Like yeah. any of those, like any of those kids shows that like kind of try to do anime, but it's still American or like a Power Rangers. It, it had the cheesiness of that. Like, it did. Like, it was I, a it, little cheesy. I think that's the word I was looking for. It was a little cheesy. And I, I liked I, a lot of aspects about it. That's my thing. Like, I loved... Like I said, I'm the guy that loves Trig and loves Desert Punk, and I wanted that. And, and, and it went there for a little bit. Like, when they were when they were at the uh, black lady's house when she was skinning people alive, I was like, damn, this series. But then you go from that to showing us these ropes. Like, it, it had too many... It didn't... It, to me, it felt like the show... The dude wanted to send it one way, but like somebody, they had too many cooks in the kitchen and they sent it another way. Exactly. And I feel like that also, like the pacing was a little bit too fast. Like shit was moving rapidly. And I was like, oh, like not, not like the pacing and the story, how everything pieced together. It just felt like it was, I don't know. The reason why, one of the biggest reasons why I like anime is because of the story having a lot of, um, like, at least taking itself serious. Like, Naruto took itself super serious. Dragon Ball isn't, you know, the most serious show. It had just lighthearted moments. But, but as it still far takes to, itself serious, though. Yeah, it takes itself serious to a certain extent to where like, everything one piece, it takes you one, out of the fact that you're watching a show. Yeah, One Piece is, is one piece is as silly as it can be, but goddammit, when that show gets serious, it gets serious. And, like, this show is, like, it wants to be serious, but at the same time, I still can't take my... my, my like... The whole, and the crazy thing is the whole time I wanted to love it more than I did. Like I wanted to. Because like me and you have been hyping this show up. I've been I've been like, yo, we need more of the genre. And I still agree. Like in, in all this negative criticism, don't think that we feel like this is a bad show because it's a good show. I just had my expectations higher. Yeah, it's it's like low-key a mermaid 
that knows that it's a mermaid and it shows that it knows it, it's weird because it, it's like it it shows you that like okay it's it's bold face in your face like yes this is an anime we're trying to make an anime but then at the same time it tries to be like but we're still american yeah yeah it's like it, it didn't want to dive too much into anime which is kind of a little bit i, I felt like it would have had a good balance but it was it leaned more towards one side than the other like the aesthetic was super anime but i feel like even certain undertones like all right like boondocks right and i hate to use boondocks as a specific comparison but when shit got real in the boondocks you could tell they started taking from anime tropes like they had a, a lot of things that were just you know regular boondocks you know their humor the 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 point Aaron McCruder was trying to get uh, across but there were certain points where you would see st- things start to shift and like you could tell like, it was like oh this is improved by anime yeah that's exactly like, exactly. the combat Yep. The combat no, came, it was like, oh, this is this is raw. It's getting there. And, and I expected I the combat like, for this to be better. I really did. Me too. I, I honestly did. Now, I, I'm watching it, and I love the fact that Philly the Kid is immortal. At first, it was kind of like, I wasn't expecting that going into it. I was sitting there like, what the fuck? He's immortal, so there's no real danger. Uh, but it's more of like watching his, his story and how he, you know what I'm saying, how he develops. And it's more of a, a mental thing than a physical if he's going to really die. Because you know he's not going to die. Every time he dies, he comes back. And I like that. Like, I like the fact that he, the number comes up on him. I'm like, that's a very unique, uh, unique and way I, to do that. And I don't want to spoil anything, but that does come into play. Like, the numbers and shit. Like, we do learn about, like, that. And that I'm, I'm excited about. Like, I'm excited to get... Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want the negative criticism to make people feel like I don't like this show. Because I'm in. Like, I'm locked in. I'm more into this than I would be other series. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, this, this one that I'm going to finish because I got to finish it. Uh, and see where it goes because I'm, I'm just curious I'm, I'm down for the ride but I feel like I know what, what kind of ride it is and like how you were kind of saying earlier like I feel like I'm getting on, on the kitty ride I feel like I'm not getting on the Six Flags crazy monster ride like the Promise Neverland set up for I feel like we're getting on just a you know that Simon King kind of ride it's gonna be that's cool like, and they went like that's the thing like you don't do the gore like they did and you don't think they were trying to go for it but they just they didn't like for example, Hero Mask, like all these other Netflix animes, like that, I don't know if a child should watch those things. But this, I feel like he wanted to make a true anime, but at the same time, he wanted to make it for all ages. And like, I feel like you got to know your audience with this type of show, and you got to pick which one, pick your lane. Don't try to play in both lanes because it just didn't work. And him having a Japanese sub, you know what I'm saying? I feel like this is one of those things where he was trying to cater it towards both audiences. But I don't know if the Japanese audience is going to connect to it as well as the American audience will, because I feel like a lot of people are, they just wanted that it scratch. Like I, and not to say, not to say anything negative, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I know a lot of people want to see, like, the OP, like, the opening and the closing song, that's like, flawless. Yeah, and I look, honestly, and when, I I saw that op- when I, that was the only opening I don't like to me. If we if we do an awards for best opening, oh, I'm voting for this. Like this is yeah, this, this is in there. This is in there. Like 100. percent But in terms of does it fulfill my itch of the Trigon Cowboy Bebop Outlaw Star? I don't it, know if my, it does 100. I don't think it does 100. percent And I also don't think it it scratches like the Boondocks vibe either. I feel like they were trying to go for both and they missed one and the other. Yeah. Just by and, it. it was like we could tell what you were trying to do. But you didn't execute it as flawlessly. And I could only hope it gets better with season two, season three. Yeah, same. And that's my thing. Like, 
as it continues, like, let's get away from this Prince Kelby shit and let's get more to the Wild Wild West. Like, I want to get to the, the outlaw part of it. Like, that was the cool part of this damn show. Like, get that Princess Shinra Voltron shit out of here. Like, you like, don't need that, that tone. Like you were saying, too, like, we both enjoy the series, uh, not to sh- shit on anything, but we do have to get these uh, criticisms out there in the right way because we do love it. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do want to just express certain concerns just so, because they can hear us, bro. Like, people, we're in an era where, like you said, if we keep just eating this shit up and be like, oh, this is the best. When we get these trash Bandai games, they're not going to get better. So saying yeah. that you have something with potential, we don't want to see Netflix give you the sack because it's not doing what it should be doing. And I think it's not going to get the sack. I think people are getting that, a lot of people are getting that itch filled just because people had that boondocks itch and they were just like, ah, ah. And they got a little bit of it. And not only that, I think, like, like I always say, man, like, we don't get animes that like Trigon, like Cowboy Bebop. We, we, don't get we those did anymore. get that itch scratched a little bit as well. A tiny bit, like, not as much as I wanted. But I'm with, But that's just our thoughts on Cannon Busters. We're not going to do a review 1 through 10, uh, rated 1 through 10, because Chris hasn't seen the whole thing. But we just want to discuss what he's seen, what I've seen. And is it the best anime of the year? No. Is it in the top five of the summer? Yes, I, I would say it's in the top five of the summer for sure. And, and and if we do best new animes, it would probably be around six, seven, maybe maybe five, maybe five. But like, yeah, it's I don't think it's, it's gonna make my top five of the year. But summer, I'll give it that for sure. Oh no, I'm I'm saying top five best new animes. It might make top five, maybe maybe depending on like because right now I'm putting Vinland in there, putting Demon Slayer. We got to put Promise Neverland, so that's three. I gotta see when other shit dropped too. I gotta see when like SSSS Gridman dropped and, and uh, but that's but that's returning. We gotta we gotta we we just talking straight breast new, you know. No, but that's what I'm, I'm saying like new for the year. Like I'm thinking like no, SSS Gridman. But that's a returning season, like My Hero. I'm talking just best new show. You know what I mean? Like just no, no that's seasons. A, that's a new show, the Gridman. Gridman had a season one. No, I'm think no that I'm, I'm trying to look it up. I'm uh I thought that dropped this year. Oh no, that dropped at the end of last year. So it didn't yeah. make this year. It was like October, but it was his first season, you know what I'm saying? It, it had radiant. Sure. It, it, it dropped when Radiant dropped. Oh yeah. So that's what like we were getting the season two, if we're getting the season two or either one of those shows, but I hope we get it. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, you you, you throwing shade at my at my show radiant? Oh, we getting the no, season no, no, two. No, 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 not saying radiant. I'm talking about the other shows like that was with that uh, like that, oh, uh, okay. that show. No, I know radiant's getting the season two. We probably already got a date for that. Yeah, that's coming in October, November. And what's the other one? Oh, fuck. Is is it? It's not Hachimaru. It's it starts with an H, but it's the the wrestling. Oh, you talking about Hinomaru Sumo? I think that's still going. And the thing I, is, I know it's it's a it's a popular Shonen Jump manga. Like I see they're still pushing it, but I, I hope we get a second season of it. Oh no, because I think it's still airing, like right now, like new episodes, like week. Like I think it's still going on. Really? Yeah, like I think it's like took a break and it's coming back. Like no, it, it was it went on for a while. So much shit, I didn't even notice it came back. If it did come back, because that's one of the ones I like it. Like I like that a lot. But if that was new, that was new for this year, it would be in the the you know contenders. But I think it was end of last year because I was around. At the same time, this group, man. No, that was that was also, but yeah, no, new this year. Dorora rose up there, Vinland yeah. Saga, Fire Force, uh, Demon Slayer, and this one, this one, and Promise Neverland. This one, this one, Cannon Buster makes the at least top six, top seven. But we'll talk cool. more about that when we get to the awards. Let's jump into the reviews. Let's start with Fire Force. Let me jump to read you guys Let's the uh, start with Fire Force because, goddamn it, uh, I got a lot to say. Well, I don't really got a lot to say, but I feel like I have a change of heart. 
last week. Oh, I know you did. I know. You see, I was waiting for it because this show, I, w- I, I was like, nah, bro, this the soul leader dude. I'm digging this show, and it has a great premise. We get into it. Did we? Uh, last week, did we, did we just review uh episodes three and four? We didn't talk about the uh the battle begins, did we? Episode five and episode five. No, uh, no, like five and six. That's the new ones we're doing today, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so episode five. While jogging, Shinra inadvertently disturbs Iris' purification uh, right and sees that she is troubled. When Iris turns up missing, the other crew members of of, uh, Company 8 rally to Company 5's compound to which Iris has secretly been slipped away. Shinra notices that Iris is sad. She's been thinking about her relationship with the captain of Company 5. And uh, so she goes missing and everybody's like, where is she at? Company 8 has already had a plan to infiltrate Company 5 to get more information because Company 8's secret mission is to figure out who has started the spontaneous combustion. We see Princess Habana of Company 5 doing uh, uh, experiments on the Inferno trying to figure out what started the stuff and she has a lead to it and she wants to use it for her advantage. Company 8 then gets to to Company 5, and they start wrecking shop. We see how strong each of them is. Lieutenant Hinawa, we see how strong Maki. We see uh, Arthur Boyle. This episode, if anything, made me love the Lieutenant Hinawa, his character. I thought he was badass. That's how a gunman works. Like, that's, that's good gun action if you want to talk about good gun fights. Like, that's what I wanted to see from Philly the Kid, but I got it from freaking Fire Force. Chris, what do yeah, you think of episode lie. 5 of Fire Force? I fucks with Lieutenant super hard. Yes, yeah, that's my guy. Picks, right? So episode one, two, and three, like, I'm hearing, I'm hearing manga niggas, right? I'm hearing y'all. I'm hearing the everybody like, oh, you watch out for Fire Force when y'all get to this. <laughs> I'm hearing y'all, you know what I'm saying? But I have something to say about that for this episode and the next episode. But with this episode, um, and this is what I was waiting on. Like, I was waiting on more connection to the characters because it's hard to connect to a character when they first pop up. Uh, like with Demon Slayer, when he no skate popped up, I was sold instantly. But that's not the case with every single new character you see, especially when you're starting a show like Fire Force, which is going to be an ensemble cast with a main character. I see the main character, I'm like, okay. But then I see the rest of the ensemble cast, and I don't know who my favorites are yet because I don't really get to see them in action as hard as I want to. Now I'm starting to see them a little, little bit more in action, starting to get a little bit more uh, dialogue, starting to attach certain personalities to certain people, you know what I'm saying? And um, it is feeling very Soul Eater-esque, and I'm fucking with a lot of these characters, but I was hella confused, because when we got to this episode, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I forget her name, The uh, like the black chick, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Princess Habana. Princess Habana, right? So I, we get to her, and I see... She's in the trailer for the next episode and whatever episode that was, like two episodes ago. And people are like, oh, yeah, they posted like the, the picture of her that was in the, the, tri- the uh, you know, the preview for the next episode. And they're like, oh, yeah, y'all about to meet waifu. Y'all about to meet, you know what I'm saying? This, <laughs> she the <crazy>. one. <laughs> so I see this and I'm like, what the fuck? I hate this bitch. And like, yeah. literally, the last episode from last, uh, last week, I was like, oh, no. I was like, this is not going in a good direction. So when I watch this uh, this episode we're talking about right now, I see her. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I hate this bitch so much. I'm like, I don't like her a little bit. Like, not but yo, the funny thing is, I know when we get to episode six, you start to or the 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 most recent episode. It might change, but let me tell you this: you are gonna change maybe like 180 in the next next like episode seven on her. 
Now, see, I, I don't fuck with her that much. Where I do no, me neither. Eyes, eyes are cool, but this episode, she really burned me up, pissed yeah. me off, annoyed the fuck out of me. Just a lot. Like I, yeah. I was sitting there, I was not here for it 100. percent I was like, mm. no, I don't I care about that character at all. That's but my I think I'm already, I'm getting more and more into the show. The more I don't like her, like you know, there's a, a thin line between love and hate. So I'm starting to hate this character. I'm starting to love this show. Yep. No, I'm with you. And the thing is, it's gonna be funny because. Of the way how I'm gonna just say this: the way the last episode ends, you see that she's she's willing to work with Company Eight to help them figure out the secrets. So she starts to be around more, if that makes sense. And she yeah, has a. Yeah. I'm and she starts to, to be more, nice. I'm, lie. I'm start, I'm starting to see more of her, especially after the next episode. But in this episode, what I'm seeing is her piss me off. A bitch, and also yeah. With uh the sister, you know what I'm saying? And I'm looking at her. I'm like, bitch. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Like you are an idiot. Like I'm sitting there, I'm mad as hell. Cause at first when the, when it first came on, I was liking her. Like uh the episode when she was sitting down and Shinro was like, Hey, what's you know, what's up? Like I'm trying I'm here for you if you need me. Like I'm a hero. This is sort of my thing, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna <laughs> sit out here, be mad and sad. You know, that I'm shown and you know I'm I gotta help. And she's like, It's cool, it's cool, it's just something, you know, whatever. I gotta go through, yeah. And then once she came up missing, I was like, Okay, so what's about to happen? And I'm seeing her get bossed around by this princess chick, and I'm like, oh, son. I'm like, you are not looking good. You look like the typical damsel in distress. But she is, though. That's the thing. She has no powers. I get it, but, like, what I'm saying is she just, like, look like the typical useless. Oh, yeah. Useless, you you don't get a lot of good personality traits as well. Like, a lot of people refer to Sakura as useless, right? To me, and I'll argue down niggas. I hate to re- rekindle the, the Sasuke shit, but with her, she has no redeeming qualities to me. Like, her, she does have a lot of personality traits, but they're not good. You know what I'm saying? She's mostly a bitch. She's mostly like abusive to Naruto, right? Yeah. Uh, she's just like this character. Like, she's just annoying majority of the time you see her. Sorry to all the soccer fans. I don't mean to go that hard. But with this character, she was looking like she was going to turn into that to where I'm looking at her like, damn, bro. So you basically just here to get kidnapped and be useless. Like, cause I didn't see the next episode. I didn't read the manga. I didn't know that she had a, an attachment to this princess yet. We go yeah. dive in. But I'm sitting there like just open eyes, fresh take. I'm like, Oh, I don't like her at all. And literally I was hoping to like her from the beginning of the episode. So that just kind of, that's just my first kind of thoughts about that. But see, this this how I know you like in the show. Cause you, you for sure you, you wouldn't like you wouldn't talk about it like this and see i knew i was gonna like it but i just wasn't sold on it being the best yet because people were like oh this could be the best of the year fuck demon slayer <laughs> yeah, fuck Robert I'm, Batman. I'm on that that's me and i, I was do that and i'll just sit there like i'm skeptical especially when i saw people seeing that and not reading the manga and watching the first two episodes being like oh my god this is god body and i'm like hold up hold up I think it's got two episodes. Y'all were literally just shitting on me for watching episode 19 of Demon Slayer saying this is this shit. But y'all niggas on episode three. Two. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You can't get it with me. So I'm sitting there looking at that shit like with question marks. I'm sitting there like, okay, I, I do like what I'm seeing so far, but it isn't anything super spectacular to me yet. Episode two, I, I will say it was an incline. Like episode one, I was like, I hope this gets better. Episode two, it got slightly better. Episode three, four, five, where we're at right now, I'm starting to see it get a lot better. And um, even the, the new episode that we're about to talk about, you see it, it, it piques my interest to a certain extent. Man, what episode five did for me was it really expanded 
ended on me loving Arthur's character, me loving Lieutenant Henwood's character. Now I have characters that I like more, even more than Shinra, and I want to see more of them. Who's like they expanded on their ensemble cast very well, and now we got to see Captain Obi. I think that's the next one. We got to see like why is he the captain? Like we want to understand like why is he in charge? Like show me why he's important to this team because you show me everybody else. He's next. Oh, yeah, and I, I, so I love. Arthur and I love the lieutenant because both of them have their personalities are starting to show more. And before I didn't really get that big of a a, a feel for their personality. And now I'm starting to like uh, Arthur a lot more. At first I was just like, okay, so he's gonna be the <laughs> the Sasuke to you know not saying the Sasuke, but you know he's gonna be like the the, the, the rival, or like the Kuwabara to the Yusuke, the Gary to the Ass. It's like you gonna be on the team, but you're like the person, like the Vegeta to the Goku. You're like the number two. You're not going to be the, the MC, but you're going to have your own shit and be like the number two. And I, I felt like he was going to be like soulless and personalityless. No, but they made him a good number two. They didn't make him like the mean number two. Rob. No, they made him the dumb. Like, exactly. he's dumb. Like, I thought I that was a it. brilliant take for a number two. Like, we hardly see a lot of dumb number twos. This dude is dumb. That's why but I he's like strong Bar as fuck. Because it's like cool. cool Bar was so helpless. Like, you know, Cool Bar wasn't going to be as good as uh, as good as Yusuke. But at the same time, he had a certain personality about him to where he, even though Karama and Hiei were stronger, it still felt like Kuwabara deserved to be number two. To be two. on the team, he yeah. always Yusuke's rival. Even when, at the end of the show, Hiei wants to fight with Yusuke and like, nah, nigga, we a rival, you beat me, and I'm never gonna be cool with that until I get as strong as you on some Vegeta shit. It was still always those two, Kuwabara and Yusuke, pulled opposites. And I like to see that goofy. That's why I like Inosuke so much. I feel like he's in the gang now, and He's goofy as hell. And I feel like that energy on the polar opposite of the um, main character energy, it kind of fits with certain certain he, characters. Like, yeah, like, and this one necessary. Like, he's like one of those rambunctious, overly cocky characters. Tanjiro, he's kind of like mellow and kind of innocent. So it's cool to see Inosuke be the polar opposite and Zenitsu be the polar opposite. Now with Shinra and Arthur, I'm I'm excited to see how their relationship plays out in the future because I don't see this exact kind of I don't see it too often. Like, it seems like Arthur's like the goofy kind of, you know, funny kind of character. And Shinra seems like he's not your typical shonen protagonist to where he's just like buku attitude, buku talking shit. Or he's yeah, like, like he's shy into himself. He seems like he's, he's got a lot of mystery around him. Yeah, he does. And that's the cool, like, they both have similar aspirations. Shinra being a hero, Arthur being a knight. But Shinra's like, he's not the boisterous shown in character like he screams he wants to be a hero but on the inside like he's a little kid trying to hide because because of his smile like there's mm -hmm. so much there's so many levels to shinra's character and arthur i loved how this episode he was so dumb that like he's he's swinging sw shots at the villain the inferno and he's like man why is my fire not strong enough why is my fire not strong enough and the inferno's like bro you're just weak and i'm like damn is arthur weak he's like wait this sword's in my wrong hand the nigga puts his sword in the right hand and literally obliterates them and it's like Yo, I was like, this like, is an idiot, bro. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, that made me love him even more. And it made Same. me like, that made me realize, like, I see why the lieutenant's so strict because he's that strong. Like, he had to work for that strength. And these dudes are level three pyro dudes, and they're just being dummies. And, like, it really, like, expounded on all their characters. Even Maki. Like, Maki, it showed, like, she's, the, she's like, second in, like, I know the lieutenant's second in charge behind Captain Obi, but it shows that her and the lieutenant really have this special chemistry when fighting that like they work really well together and i want to see maki's character expounded more too 
same. I'm glad you said that too, because I wasn't going to mention that. But that was definitely a key moment where I was like, it's it, it, it tied a lot of things together for me because I was waiting on a lot of things, bro. And I feel like with these latest two episodes, I got a lot of those things, especially with with the characters, because I wanted to see like the comparison of Soul Eater will always be there, right? So when I'm watching this, I'm like thinking in my head, Soul Eater. Every nigga in that show, even the useless ones, so served a purpose in the story, interacting with other characters. Like, uh, what's his name? Like the Frankenstein, like Dr. Uh, you know, the, the teacher. Yeah, he was cool with the zombie teacher with the, the corn rolls. He had his own separate relationship with Medusa. You see that, uh, you know, the, the main gangs are paired up into like Soul and Maka. That was done purposely. But with this show, you have a big ensemble cast and I don't only want to see these ensemble casts get their own uh, fleshed out storylines, fleshed out personalities and characters. I also want to see them interact with each other in a way that feels authentic. Like when I watched one piece, the straw hats, the, the reason why, and you know, I'm not past the time skip. A lot of people be shitting on me when I say this recently, cause I'm not to the point where one piece story gets crazy. I'm to the point where it's just fun watching them, interact be the straw hats. yeah because it's like everything's believable like the the sanji and uh zoro beef is hilarious it's never gonna not be funny the zoro trope of being lost every time they touch down anywhere is always funny you know what i'm saying they just have these personality traits to where when they're on their own they can stand alone for scenes without the main character being there and also when they're together not only do they fit well together but they they, they mesh well with each other bounce off each other's energy well and i is feel he- like we're finally starting to see that and I'm with you on that all the way through ca- character tropes. But with this show, they do something that I like that those other shows don't. And I wish Naruto might have did a little more. Maybe even One Piece. But One Piece, I can understand why pirates fight separately. But with the ninja teams, I wish they would have had more moves that coincided with each other instead of it just being Naruto having to go fight the big bad while everybody else takes care of the, the cannon fodder. With this show... I hope we see more of this. Like when the lieutenant was fighting that person, he needed Maki's help and they do like tag team moves. Like they're a fire force unit. Like I want to see different people interact with each other and battle together. Like does Arthur and Shinra make a move together? Like do these, like in the opening, you see Captain Obi's spear come and Shinra have to kick it through. Like they're a fire force team. Like I want to see their teamwork and not only how they develop as characters with each other, but how they develop their fighting together, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, I'm not going to lie. That's going to be crazy to see. Like, I'm excited for all of that just because it's really going in a good direction. And I hope... No, I'm, I'm digging this show. I, I hope it just keeps going in the direction and keep picking up because at first I was skeptical and now a lot of those skeptical uh, thoughts in my head are kind of evaporating and I'm kind of getting more hyped for it now. Like, it's just like with Samurai 8. I was waiting for it to go somewhere. I was waiting for it to see what was going to happen. And whenever we got that... um, I forget his name. The character that was like, yeah, nigga, your mama dead but your brother might not be dead you know yeah, what I'm saying? the joker the joker like he came out and i was like okay so this might be going to in a crazy spot like they foreshadowed some crazy shit they foreshadowed more shit they just brought it, it, you could tell there's actually a story here it's not just gonna be just mindless, <laughs> yeah, mindless like, sh- different yeah like just shinra training to become the best fire force person and becoming and a hero, gotta, like, exactly that's why i gotta give it to him too this doesn't feel like i'm 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 watching a series necessarily. Yeah. When I start buying into the characters and start diving into like being into the the actual series more than just like watching it as a medium, you know, as a you're looking at it as uh not just a show, you're looking at the actual story itself, like it's 
unfolding in a, in a crazy way and you're attached to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, whenever I watch, and this is the main thing that I got from these episodes, like, it just seems super realistic. It looks like this shit would really, this is how it would really be. And, and yo, this show gives me, and I and I only know this because of the next chapter, but you can tell this even with the Princess Habana stuff, the storyline of the fact that there's someone causing this this combustion. It's someone in the fire force. Like, who is causing this combustion among these hero- these humans? It's not spontaneously happening. Somebody's doing this, pulling the strings. Is it the Joker? Is it someone higher up in, in fire force? This gives me full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood vibes. Like, I know it's not the same, but the fact that there's a conspiracy mystery in the organization, it shows that they have somewhere to go. It's not just, let's train, let's get sh- stronger no we got to solve this mystery and i always love anime that can incorporate a dope mystery in a way that's different like that's why i love like that's why i'm digging this show because it's giving me full metal alchemist brotherhood vibes that i didn't expect to get from this show i'm not gonna lie now that you say that it does give me those kind of vibes for a lot of reasons too like even like it it blends in like as far as aesthetic wise I, i feel like this may have been uh influenced by that to a certain extent I could believe it. Like, honestly, I could really believe it. And, like, that's why this show I have high hopes for. Let's talk about episode six, The Spark of a Promise. After the battles of episode five where Arthur, Shinra, uh, Arthur Lieutenant Hinawa, and Maki take care of the people they were fighting, Shinra has to confront Princess Habana, where it's the princess and the hero, in an attempt to rescue Iris and must once again deal with her ability to make his body shut down. The story of Habana's uh, in Iris's youth as or- orphans, as well as Habana's rise to prominence, is also revealed in this. We also see Shinra's growth as a hero, as we're hearing about Habana's story, how she feels that at first she thought the power of fire was a gift from God and it was help control. Once she saw the true powers of it burning, she only saw it as a tool, like devils are the only people can wield it. If I'm I'm going to wheel it. I'm going to use it to get money and power. And that's where when she joined the Fire Force and left the nunnery and she started being more wicked and stuff and being a more a true Akuma, quote unquote. And Shinra's like, I'm going to I'm going to snap you out of it because I'm a hero. Like, that's not what you do. Like, these powers don't make you a devil. You're supposed to use these powers for good. You were on the right path. Let me wake you up. And he punches her and she wakes up. But when she was sleeping, quote unquote, like in her haze, we see her backstory with Iris, how when Iris was a little girl. She looked up to Habana because Habana was saying all the right things about fire. She used to make these flowers out of fire for the kids. And Iris really looked up to her. That's why she left. And when she saw her, she was really taken back. And she had to leave Company 8 to go check on her friend because she was like, she's going down this wrong path and I don't want to see her go through this. What did you think of Episode 6? Episode 6 is really what uh, fucked me up in the head and really had me like, okay, now I'm in the show a thousand percent like the first one i was like okay i'm seeing now i'm seeing where it's going and there here's where i'm like oh shit y'all done fucked me up like, y'all dropped the bomb on me super hard like seeing the flashbacks was crazy seeing the, the relationship that's why i had to say all that shit i said before because now i'm seeing a reverse i'm like now i'm not hating uh the princess now i'm, lo- I'm low-key feeling sorry for her yeah uh, that's the thing same with the other chick. Same with the, the sister. I'm looking at her like, okay, so you had a reason to to have this connection. Yeah, you had this connection to this this woman. And not only 
do you have this connection to her? But I see why you're not sitting there overreacting to the fact that she's tripping super hard. You sitting there, you don't see her for the person she's acting like. You see her for the person who you she were really harassed. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I get that. I like I, I feel that it made me hate both of those characters a lot less. Shinra got a lot more love and respect for me after he punched the fuck out of that bitch. Cause I was yeah. like, not only did he punch the fuck out of her, but he announced it in a way it was like, bro, I got I'm just gonna look. I'm gonna have to really and he was telling her this when he was first, like she was hitting him with the little sakura flower burns, and he was like, Look, bro, you tripping, and I just want you to know that I'm gonna help you. It's gonna not look like it. It's gonna feel like I'm being an asshole. I'm I'm gonna slap some sense into you because you need a good slap right now. But when I slap <laughs> you, just know I'm slapping love into you, and it's cause you need this. And she was like, I need this, bro. She was like, if if you really try to give me what I need, you'll just die right here. You'll burn into flames like the gravel you are. You and know what it felt like? He punched her and slapped the sense into her. It felt like Shinra took Naruto's sense of telling people what he has to do, but doing it with a Luffy attitude. Like, Luffy not about to talk to you. He's just going to punch you and make you realize what's wrong. Shinra exactly. talked to her like Naruto in the beginning, but still did that Luffy shit and punch her. That's why I dug it, because it really, it really felt like, yo, he took the best things about Naruto and the best things about Luffy and fused them together and made this Shinra moment because like it like when I when I say like I really got Naruto vibes and Luffy vibes it's true because Luffy wouldn't have sat there and talked to her Luffy was like like dumb bitch get your shit together but he pulled the Naruto like I'm gonna tell you what you're doing wrong okay that's not working I gotta do something else and that really made me appreciate Shinra and this episode starts as it ends Princess Havana gets her shit together and she tells company eight like Yo, I'm gonna help y'all figure because I figured out some of the problems with spontaneous combustions. I know some of the issues. I'm gonna share all my research and I'm gonna help you guys figure out who started this because her and Obi make a pact like, you may have done things wrong, but look, Habana, this is how you change. We both hate how these fires are combusting. We need to find the person with the cause. And that that brings me back to the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood vibes. Like, let's get into it. Who's doing this shit? Show me the conspiracy. Is it someone high up in the in the government? I need to know. Same. I'm like, I'm here for the story as well as the action. Now, like, now I'm here for the characters, story, and action. Like, there's a lot to to be dug into here. This is gonna be one of the ones that goes uh, far. I think. Yeah. Just because yeah. of the actual content they're giving you, they're blending every single thing we need together. No, I'm with you. They're on doing that. it tastefully. Like everything has been done to the point where I'm not like nothing's feeling forced, nothing's feeling overly corny, and it takes itself as serious as it needs to. You know what I'm saying? No, 100. What would you rate these two episodes, episode five and six of Fire Force? Ah, uh, out of five, I'll definitely five. give them a strong four. Maybe yeah. even a four point like three. Yeah, I'm giving five a solid four three. I'm giving six solid four. These were great episodes of this show and moving us along. Shout out to Fire Force. Let's jump to Demon Slayer. W- one of the episodes, episode 19, was trending on Twitter, but that shows you how much niggas don't really go back and like, niggas, niggas really just be hopping on bandwagon. Because why wasn't episode 20 trending on Twitter? Yep. Well, like, like, episode 20 was slow as hell. Like, if, if it I was. <laughs> It was some backstory. I forgot that happened. Like, no, when it was, after we finished episode, uh, episode 19, I was like, all right, let's dive into the next arc. Let's go. But yeah, this arc wasn't necessarily finished closing. And I, I kind of spoiled myself by reading the manga. I should have waited till the season was over. But I'm glad I didn't. At one, at, you know what I'm saying? In one hand. But in the other hand, I'm like, now I'm kind of itching for the pacing. 
<laughs> yeah, like, I want to see what's next because this shit it unfolded a lot of a good uh good shit in episode twenty, but episode nineteen, uh, I, I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of confused at why it was getting so popular because okay, I had an argument with somebody on Twitter about this. People were saying, okay, we get what you're trying to say, because uh, my whole thing is. Every single episode up until nineteen has been pressure. Like yeah. once you get once you get past episode like three or four, you're knee deep in greatness. Like then you know it. You know what I'm saying? It just gets greater and greater as you go. And it's not necessarily because episodes are animated visibly better than one another as they unfold. It's just that the, all, the story, you know, everything is good about it. It's just it, yeah. the show itself as a whole gets better and better as it gets as you go down the line. But nineteen to me wasn't necessarily a peak. Yeah, uh, it, it just felt like it did feel like a, a a climax of that little arc right there. But you saw other arcs before that. This is not his first demon fighting. This is not his first demon death. Like to me, uh, when you see him fight homeboy with the arrows and the girl, uh, those two demons, that was equally as intense as this one. And the stakes yeah. seemed a little bit higher because niggas wasn't like he wasn't really the the tangible he is now. Like he was no, getting. Yeah. Fucked up, like he was getting washed, washed. And this washed one, he was kind of holding his own. Like the other one, he had broken ribs out his ass. Like nigga was busted up. I think, and see, I want to say people hyped it up or got really hyped for it for the reason I'm I'm gonna say in the ep in when we review it. But I know it's not because the only reason why I say that is because I know it's coming and it's like this is foreshadowing that. And there's no way none of these people knew. Uh, there's no way it was popular on Twitter and everybody making a trend because of what's coming. No, they were hype on. I, it, I guess the animation, and it was beautiful, but like you said, why weren't y'all hype on three, four, five with all that other beautiful animation? Because this is not your first time seeing Tandaro use his water techniques. This is not the first time you're seeing uh, different techniques. You saw Zenitsu use electricity. Is this the first time you saw the fire? This is the first time you saw the fire, though. Okay, I'll, I'll give him that. This is the first time you see fire, but to me, it wasn't any different from seeing the uh, electricity in the water. To me, it just was another addition. I knew it was going to come eventually. They just executed it right. But it's not something that's like, oh my god, now nah, this show, I could take it serious. Because like, <laughs> literally when I saw the training arc, I'm like, okay, this is it. Literally, when I saw Zenitsu, and I saw Inosuke touchdown, and you saw all that action, I was like, okay, this is it. This is animated very fluidly. Uh, the 3D, I remember we said that when we watched Homeboy with the arrows, the demon with the arrows, and then the girl, we were like, okay, they're blending the CG and the 3D in there. Bro, you know niggas the, just sleep. That's all it is. That's niggas the thing. Just sleep. Waited for, I think they, they had that predict, like, not saying predicted, but I think like Crunchyroll or whoever has rights to uh, Demon Slayer, I think that was a movement. That was and like, they and you could tell that the ending's different, so they tried to make this episode special for a reason. It, it, you could tell that I feel like it had to have been a conscious effort by the actual companies to put yeah. the, the name out there because Twitter literally had it as a moment and it, it was like it made it a moment because people have been talking about Demon Slayer. This episode didn't make more people talk about it. I feel like the moment on Twitter made more people talk about it, which in turn like tripled the amount of talk because once you saw Ninja tweet, uh, Demon Slayer is my favorite enemy of all time. I was like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was like somebody paid you to say that, bro. There's no way yeah, you just say yes. that right now. Like cause everybody's been feeling that. Like that's what I'm saying. Episode 19 hit harder than all the other episodes, but we've been feeling this way. Like, a lot of phonies. It, it didn't take until episode 19 for you to be like, okay, this is it. Like you knew that from episode two or three. Night episode 19, it was just like you're still eating the popcorn. You're you're in there for <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're like you're glued Chris, to it. 
This just goes back to our conversation last week about how niggas just faking the funk to sell, yeah. or to, whether it's ninja making money from country roads to say that, or whether it's niggas just trying to fit in and try to sell whatever they sell and get more branding. They're just trying to sell the funk of, oh yeah, we like anime, yeah, yeah. Like it's getting ridiculous at this point. It's getting, oh, it's getting yeah. ridiculous. I love Demon Slayer. Like <laughs> bro, like with like niggas out the just out of the wazoo. Demon Slayer, best anime. I'm like yo. So you say this now, like after 19, like 19 wasn't even that, like honestly dog, like 19 was cool, but like it's cool for reasons that niggas who just watch the show for the first time, they don't understand why that's cool. That's cool for the reasons I'm gonna explain in my predictions to come, but it's it's not cold just cause, oh yeah, Tanjiro used fire. If you don't know why he used fire, then it's not cold. I'm not gonna lie, the talk around, the talk around this, um, this episode made people, and this is fucked up to say, but this is there's a certain amount of people who do this weird shit. But um, this episode, people were like, "Oh, De- uh, episode nineteen, Demon Slayer, iconic." Uh, <laughs> there were people who went watch just that episode. He's Niggas so- did not catch up. They were like, "What are they talking about?" So they go watch <laughs> episode nineteen. You have no context to what's going on. You literally just saw one episode, and you're like, "Oh, this is tight." And you go tweet, "Oh, Demon Slayer is the best episode of all time." <laughs> You literally missed episode one eighteen, but just went watch nineteen just to say you watched it. Just to be able to be a part of the crowd, yeah, so, so you can be a part of the conversation too. Like you see niggas talking about, it, you're like, oh yeah, I love seeing the fire uh, and the water. It was just amazing. Man. I didn't expect it, and it's like, son, you only know what you saw in that episode. And I know that because I know personally people who watched it and like literally told me that they watched it and then restarted it from episode one, and I was like. I don't think all right. but at the same time, <laughs> I gotta judge y'all a little bit. Like, yeah, I'm like, judging them. <laughs> one person, it was like two people watching it, right? I'm not exposing nobody. It was like two people watching it, and the person who put it on, I know for sure that's their first time watching it, and they put it on just that episode. And the other person watched it with them just because they put it on, and the other person would watch it from episode one because that's what's important, catching the whole show. So yeah. Like, oh, yeah, episode, episode 19. Demon Slayer is shit, man. I don't know what's happening, but uh, Tanjiro is that boy, man. And those kids, who is that? Is that my own character <laughs> that shit, it's just it's made me mad because wave riders really would ride the bro like it's been like i know and i know like i've seen people like oh you don't want people to like anime and it's not that i don't want it to be closed off but i don't want it to like i want everybody to love anime but i don't want it to be i'm loving anime to fit in or i'm loving anime to sell something I'm loving anime just to get you people, just to get this culture to look at what I'm doing. Like Exactly. Once I like start that, seeing Drake talk about, yeah, I'm cutting them like Tanjiro with the flow, I'm going to be bro, like, hold up. No, bro, if Drake said something like, yo, I would lose my shit. And I'm the biggest Drake just, fan. It's I, that's fake. It's fake. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, and that's why when when I all, when we always talk about this, I always like to hold back because it's like, I don't want to say that and sound hypocritical because they're like, oh, y'all talk about it. But it's like, no, like, if you can't tell after however many episodes me and Chris have been doing this show that we're passionate about this like it's, it's different you can just tell like for example like with uh heavenly controller or tech like i love using Tekken. Tekken 101 if anybody knows about matt, matt crawford you know that dude loves one piece like you can t- like there's no doubt in my mind that dude loves one piece he loves anime i understand that like from video one but like there's people who i see talk about anime and it's like bro have you ever watched anime like okay it's like, man, it's, it, I want to see people genuinely fall for these shows the same way I did 
but I don't want to see people like pretend because if you know anything about like hype beast culture, there's niggas in fashion that's like as soon as niggas start wearing some shit and they get too they popular, do it. they stop wearing it. Yeah, like I'm done with that shit because niggas done overpopulated it. Like I can't wear Supreme no more because these little 13 year old white boys who got money <laughs> is rocking Supreme. They don't even know why Supreme was originally getting rocked. They got niggas who rock Thrasher that don't even skate. Yeah, you know they don't. Yeah, no, that's a big fact. Like Vans it makes people disattached. No, yeah, Vans went from the skater shoe to the just the just the, uh, any kid in high school shoe. Like everybody's it's done good for Vans. Like Vans is booming, but like the two niggas who really care about that type of shit, they're on to the skater next culture. Day. Yeah, they're like that. They, no, you're absolutely right. Skate, thrash is a good good example. You see that with my hero, uh, honestly, one of the best anime of all time. Like it, top twenty for me, I feel. And yeah, it's a great show, but you see people shit on it all day, every day, and it's not because it's trash. It's because people talk about it like, oh my god, they'll say something, and it'll be like, okay, my hero is good, but literally, is this the only anime you've ever watched? Because you sound like you don't know anything else besides my hero. Because these people are like, yeah, my hero better than this, 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 this. It's like, okay, we get it. My hero's your favorite. But they got a lot of people who go into the, like, the definitive, uh, you know, like saying Bakugo and Deku have the best anime, rap, uh, yeah. anime of all time. And it's just hands down. It's like, I don't care what you're talking about. You could talk about not Naruto and Sasuke, but it's not Deku and Bakugo. And it's like, look, bro, you're making people hate us. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. Like, put people on. We're not trying to scare people off. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about the people who are like, Demon Slayer, top, Demon Slayer, best shown and out now, number one. And I'm and like, I bro. Saw that, bro. When I tell you this whole season, I have not seen one one person, thing. yes, not say a damn thing. Like just Slayer. us, just like, us. Bro, like, but no, no, I'm saying like bad about Demon Slayer. Like, uh, I, I haven't heard. I heard people talk about Demon Slayer in the anime community. I'm not saying big mainstream. I'm saying like in the anime community, uh, you know, our little niche, our little niche shit that everybody's really on. Demon Slayer has been talked about like it should be. It's great. But as soon as it hit mainstream, every single body that was like, man, Demon Slayer is the anime of the summer. They were like, it's not that good. Calm down. Because people were tripping too much. As soon yeah. as people start seeing everybody hop on something, that's their reason to be like, okay, this is too mainstream. It's whack now. It was cool yeah. when it was just me watching it. And it was it was tight. But now it's less tight knowing that Ninja's watching it. Ninja don't fuck with anime. And, that, and, and it shouldn't be like that because it's like, it's just like you gotta know when to rate things and when not. And we, we talk about this off air. Like I can't say Demon Slayer at nineteen with nineteen episodes in a season. And yeah, for the people, like I'm the guy who read the manga. Like I'm farther ahead than Krissa. Like I know what the fuck's about to pop off. Like why can't we get to to when it pops off to say it's top? Like like I'm one of the people who said Demon Slayer is gonna be in one of the best animes coming up. It is gonna be in the top show. And I had. Tanjiro as it's him, Deku, and whoever else as the as the new big three. I agree yeah, with all that, but on episode nineteen, they looking at us like, "Oh, y'all just faking the fuck." Exactly, and that's fucked up. That's and that's how, how people oversaturate the culture. But that's how people look because people aren't like the 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 diehard fans who are reading the manga and know it's coming. Like we're doing this to predict. These people are saying it based off of opinion, off yeah. of nineteen episodes. We're saying it off of. 100 some chapters like and we pre we're predicting where it goes like it's it's a different type of saying like yeah i can say tandro's the next up he's number two he's about to be the next the big three like this show's gonna be the next one like it's in the canon but for someone to say oh yeah it's the best like that those are two different those are two different phrases like saying the it's the best right now or saying it could be the best literally when like last episode of anime talk like i literally said 
uh, my level of enjoyment for Demon uh, Demon Slayer is above what it was for my hero at this time in the series. But what I did not say is Demon Slayer is better than my hero because it's oh, yeah. not, like it's it's just not there yet. Like you can't just boldface say type shit like that. Like there's no comparison. You can't say Demon Slayer at 19 episodes is better than my hero at, at 63 episodes. Yeah, exactly. And but but I agree with you about it. Before. At this point versus the other point is a different statement. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I agree with that statement because I always say this. My hero tricked us, and, and that's how good that fucking show is. It tricked us to watch Deku not be able to do a move for two seasons. Like, straight up. Injure himself flicking. <laughs> for two seasons. Like, had us. Had us, on the, had us on ball and chain ready to watch each week him flick his finger. We was ready every thing? week. If at season one, my hero, I, like, whenever season one dropped, I wasn't sitting there like, my hero is the best anime of all time. No, me neither. Like an idiot. Like, the only people who have the right to say that right now are people who've read the manga. You could say my hero is the best series of all time. And that's just, that's an opinion. But at the same time, you have to have some kind of basis that, to back that up. Yeah. My hero has stats now, especially if you're talking manga. Demon Slayer, I... I'm not 100% caught up with the manga. All I got is a little bit, a little bit past where we're at in the anime. I met the pillars. I've seen the next mission after that, um, and I still will say it's one of my favorites of the year, if not my number one favorite of the year. But is it better than anything yet? Maybe some of its other contemporaries of the year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We could have that conversation. We can't compare these type of things because all we're doing is alienating ourselves. Like this is the stupidest thing I've heard. Right on episode 19. Uh, on Twitter, while this shit is trending, going full-fledged mainstream, I saw them say uh, people on the timeline were arguing about my, uh, Demon Slayer versus Attack on Titan. And Attack on Titan niggas were mad. Yeah, I know they is, were. Which is It's understandable, bro. You had season three of an iconic show. You got season one, which is one of the best first seasons of any anime. Big like, facts. Then you got season two, and then you got season three, which is arguably better than season one and two. Big and facts. You, you're calling this new show, it's 19 episodes deep, better than that. Yep. It, and, they're about to, and they're about to finish their whole They're about to finish their whole shit. And, like, if you're caught up on Attack on Titan, there's no way you can't say that show is amazing. Like, and there's no way that you can say Demon Slayer is better at, than it right now than where it's at. But, like, when Demon Slayer gets to its ending... That's when you compare it to Attack on Titan because let's say Attack on Titan has a hiatus again where it's it stops at season three and then we get oh no, it's done. Oh no, we about to get wait no Chris it's about to this is why I don't even think you can do the Attack on Titan comparison because Attack on Titan has one more season that we about to get next year and that's it it's over yeah, there's nothing there's nothing yet like they're finishing the manga the manga finishes at the end of this year I believe and they're gonna finish the anime next year so you can't compare a show that's at the end of its last leg. To show this on episode fucking nineteen, exactly. Like you can't. It's, it's just not fair. It's not credible. It makes yourself look crazy. Yeah. It makes the fan base of that show, because a lot of my hero fans say wild shit, and it just makes people go be like, "Man, my hero fan base is the worst fan base of all time." And it's like, no, it's just specific niggas. Like it really is, because it's like, and like I said, there's a difference between predicting outcomes and saying definitives. Like, I, like we're talking off air, and I'm gonna say it now. I think Shigaraki and Deku will have the best hero-villain relationship of all shonen. Did I say that's now? Did I, no, I said will have because of yeah, what I know from, from like 
That's speculation. Exactly. That's and prediction. This speculation is ed- educated speculation, educated predictions. It's like from a fan standpoint, at the exact part I'm in, at the well, you're in right now. You're saying what you think, hope, what could be. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You're not saying what necessarily is, has to be, will be. Exactly, because you can't say that relate. Like, if I'm saying Shigaraki and Deku as of right now, I can't expect everybody to know the manga. People are going to just know from the anime. And that's not fair to the Naruto Pains. That's not fair to Goku Frieza. Like, there's been yep. iconic hero-villain relationships that outpass it as of what we've seen on screen. You can't just go off of, like, if you're going off of what you read, then you predict, your, it's a prediction, like you said, an educated prediction. But that's enough on the, the trending Twitter thing, but we had to talk about it because Demon Slayer did trend on Twitter, and it was a big moment. And it was a big week. fucking deal. Like, I don't yeah, wanna, it really was. Like, it's going to be a moment in history, because literally, I, I, it sounds like we're just kind of going off on a tangent, but it was really a big deal. Cause, like, no, it bro, really was. don't even really trend like that whenever shit's happening or like i remember season three that shit was going crazy but we didn't get a fucking twitter moment no, we didn't get like, like these big iconic kind of like like when all for one out fought, on it. when all for one fought one for all that that like that was huge that that wasn't a twitter moment yeah that i don't was, remember this, i don't remember this ever happening oh when or shit when like oh actually i lied to you i know one other time it happened but that's just due to the fact of nostalgia when goku went ultra instinct that's the only other time i could think of it and see that kind of counts, but that's just literally that's, that's Dragon Ball. Yeah, that's nostalgia. That's that's not, people who grew up watching. Yeah, exactly. That's people who just saw that and was like, "Oh, what? Goku new form? That's gonna happen exactly. every time." It's a new form. Big, they had big the same fact. reaction when the only movie got announced. Like that was a big thing for like goddamn six months. But we see Luffy do crazy shit. And nobody even knows about it. Like niggas don't talk about it. Like, see, that's the thing. So, it, it, I think you're right. Crunchyroll might have paid for some shit to get. Like there had to be a little extra. Fetty involved in it, it had to be some kind somebody planned out a rollout. Like I feel like somebody yeah. like, this is our peak. We can't go out. Like we spent all this money, this money. This amazing anime. We spent all this money getting it simulcasted. We Yo, need it to hit right. And this goes back to our conversation earlier. Why is it not on Toonami? I think they're waiting for this season in. I think you're right. They they spent too much money in it, and it's like Crunchyroll has this thing and they have a rollout. Like, uh-uh. I don't think they're getting the, like I think that when they bring out the dub, it's gonna be a, a rollout similar to like it's gonna be a heavy rollout because they wanted to hit yeah. the West. But let's talk about these episodes. Episode nineteen, Hinokame, swordsmen in the Demon Slayer corpse known as Hashiras have arrived on Mount uh, Natagumo. That's the pillars. Uh, Gyu Tomiko, the Water Hashira, slays the Father Spider Demon with a single strike. Anosuke is thrilled to see such a display of. Swordsman by someone in, to- in a totally different league from himself challenges Giyu to a duel. Meanwhile, Zenitsu lies near death as the poison circulates through his body. Just then, Shinobo Kocho appears before him and heals him. While that's going on, we see Tanjiro arguing with the son of the Spider Clan, talking about his relationship with Nezuko. He ties Nezuko up into strings. He's like, I'm going to control her. She's going to be my sister. Tanjiro it starts to do his water move and he's like none of this is cutting the strings and he starts to remember his father's fire dance and he's like maybe I could use the fire dance that my father did and he ends up doing it and ends up changing his move from a water dragon to some fire dance breathing technique and it ends up cutting the strings with the help of Nezuko finally uh, unlocking her blood art demon which is an explosion she can shoot explosions out of her hand kind of like Bakugo which is funny like she, she's, she's low key Bakugo of Demon Slayer 
and she ends up helping Tanjiro end up cutting this dude's head off. And that's pretty much how episode 19's in with him cutting the spider boy's head off with the fire move. I wanted to talk about this fire move real quick. I, I was telling Crystal off air, I believe that we will see Tanjiro be master the fire. I'm not going to say to what extent because that's some spoiler stuff going in the future. But my prediction is when it's all said and done, Tanjiro won't be a water master. He's going to be a fire master because I feel that's his true destiny. I, I feel like that could happen. Uh, definitely, we were talking about how um, we were talking about that off, like a little bit off air. But I was talking, about, I was thinking about like how his swords black and that's supposed to be a big thing. They foreshadowed a lot of shit, and I feel like this in is the early, thing yeah, that could be foreshadowing for a certain thing. Bro, if you go back and watch some of those early episodes with like him and Arakadaki and some of the stuff they talk about, like it foreshadows a lot going into the future. And I think this is one of the ones because we talked about this off air. When when you see when in the anime, I think they showed like one shot of this, but it showed Muzan when he looked at Tanjiro in the market. It goes back to a flashback of someone with longer hair with the same earrings. Is that Tanjiro's father? Is Tanjiro a descendant of that person? Why does that person scare Muzan? I feel like that all ties in together with Tanjiro being able to use fire. Facts. I feel but like Chris, I feel like they could. It has a high potential of happening like that. What do you? Th- what were your thoughts on episode nineteen? Episode nineteen, I, I really love seeing um, this villain. What's his name again? Like I don't know his name, but I I just know he's the, the spider son guy. of the spider clan. Yeah, he's the son of the spider clan. That like I, I started to hate him as he. I started reading the manga right before this. Oh, episode. his name's Ryu. Yeah, Ryu. Oh, I'm about to say Ren, but um, he. It, like I read this uh, chapter of the manga before I watched the anime. I, like after the last episode of uh, anime talk, I was like, "Fuck that! I, I gotta read it. It's getting too good." But uh, I had the same reaction watching it as when I read it. Like this dude is an asshole, but for certain reasons, and I, I say this knowing, uh, mind you, I'm not past like episode one sixty uh, something of uh, Bleach, but Sosuke Eisen. People look at him like he's an iconic villain, and I hate him. I just hate him. I hate him so much. I hate him because of his character, and it makes me not like him as a villain, right? Mm-hmm. And I see this, this guy works the opposite way. Like, I hate him, but it makes me like him more as a villain because he just, mm-hmm. like, he he's has so a lot evil. Of you know what I'm saying? And he's just sitting there like, look, fuck your sister. This is my sister now. Yeah. I hate my, my sister ain't shit, so I'm just going to take your sister. And she yeah, she's my- not even my sister. We don't even have no real bonds. Fuck that bitch. I'm taking your sister. <laughs> But his whole thing is he doesn't even need a real bond. He will force a bond, and he yeah. And Tanjiro is like that is disgusted by that, and that kind of aids like the villain. It perfectly mirrored uh, Tanjiro is like his opposite because exactly. Tanjiro had a real hero moment. He had his Naruto moment where he's talking about his beliefs, like no, my bonds forged on love and family, like, and you can even forge these bonds with people who aren't related to you by blood, but it's through love and all this. And Ryu's like, nah, man, it's through terror, it's through fear and power. That's how yeah, I bro, it was just bond. so it was like so disrespectful. How Tandero was just literally just told him your bond with your sister is fake, y'all. Fake, fuck yeah. That's why we real, cause like that's why we got such a bond, cause nigga, we not like fours like y'all fake ass shit. Like he was he was really checking them on it. So he, he said, like, so I'm just gonna take your sister. It is what it is. And he was just like disrespectful about it. He's like, now you don't got no sister. That's my sister now. Yeah, and she tied she tied up. And if she and yep. if she try to go back to you, she's gonna get cut and she's gonna get tied up again until she learned to stop doing that. AKA Pavlov's dog's treatment. Look that up he's for like, the history bro, he's like, people out there. Like, 
he like I don't even like my own sister. So imagine how I'm about to treat your sister. Like exactly disrespectful. I'm I don't a like fu- all the time. Every time she do something different, she gonna get fucked up until she learn that no, I'm not doing this, so I'm not getting fucked up. And you can't do nothing about it because you can't cut my strings. So fuck you, nigga. <laughs> That's <laughs> basically that was sad. And it like, was super disrespectful. So I'm sitting there like, damn, I hate this nigga, but I can't get enough of him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you're a savage, bro. This nigga's a gangster. And we think Tanjiro comes through and cuts his head off. But in episode 20, we come to find out that when Ryu gets assaulted by the blood demon art of Nezuko and Tanjiro, his head gets chopped off and Tanjiro goes to check on Nezuko. But as he's crawling on the ground, he sees this demon move and this demon picks up his head and it's Ryu coming back to him. But by that time, Giyu, the water pillar, comes up, slices this dude up, and we learn Ryu's backstory with all his different spiders and we learned how that that bond was forged through hatred and how it wasn't a real bond and how he didn't really he he, re, he realized his regrets in life or whatever once he dies we also see shinobu kill the other sister being badass shinobu's wild like that that bitch like we thought she just popped up healed uh zenitsu but no she came out she was like slice 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 <laughs> i don't give a damn about you bitch like i have no heart i'm shinobu i just kill demons if you're a demon i'm killing you and basically that's how that episode ended. we got to see two pillars do damage while our heroes are you know recovering from their injuries yeah i'm not gonna lie the pillars the two that we've seen so far they they busted into the scene on some like you gonna remember this type shit that's like oh oh, oh. but they had to because they like Okay, if they're not stronger than Tanjiro in a, like we saw how strong Zenitsu, Tanjiro, and Inosuke are. For rookies, they're pretty strong, but like the pillars have to be like we already knew that Giyu was trained by Arakadaki. He has to be ten times stronger than Tanjiro. Like he like let's not even talk think about Shinobu right now, but like just from Arakadaki's standpoint, it's like, okay, we know Arakadaki's super strong because he he was the he was the former water pillar. If this dude's the new water pillar, and he was trained by him. How strong is he? You know what I mean. And then plus, you see, the thing I like about it too is that you saw him earlier on in the series. He pulls yeah. up, he put that shit in uh, Nesco's mouth, and he's like, "Hey, I'm stronger than you." Like, you know what I'm saying? He, you could tell he was like years stronger than him, but he didn't show too much. When you see him again, he's showing more, and it's the perfect amount. Like you see, like how you said, uh, they gave us a lot of time since we first saw him to yeah. see Tangero grow. Like now we're sitting there thinking, okay, Tanjiro and uh, Inosuke and them are strong, but they they're not close. How that gap is like, yeah, like that it, gap is huge. It's amazing. It's like that. Yeah. Like the thing that Tanjiro wants is to fight Muzan and fight his creatures, but to do that, you gotta fight. He's not even at the lower moons yet. Like, let's not talk about upper moons because they're not even the people out there don't even know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to upper moon demons. He has to fight lower moon demons. And Ryu was a lower moon demon, and Tanjiro couldn't even cut him. His sword broke. Like he had to use his fire technique, in which was a last second effort. Cause once he uses that, he that's like uh Luffy's hockey. When Luffy uses too much hockey, he's passed out. He gotta take a break. When Tanjiro used that breathing technique, that's done. He can't move no more. So he's not at the level of where he can master that fully yet. And I think that's once he gets that mastery, we'll see him close the gap with Giyu and get closer to be able to defeat a lower and upper mood. Because Tanjiro right now is probably as strong as, I would say Tanjiro's strength level is as strong as a non-Muzan demon. Like, he's as strong as the strongest non-Muzan demon. Like, any demon that's not related to Muzan, I think Tanjiro could hold his own with. But see, when it comes to Muzan demons, that's a little different. 
Oh yeah, Tandro done put in work. He put in enough work to like have established himself in that world as one of the stronger uh like you saw the other demon corpse. Uh yeah, homies. <laughs> like, bro, they got literally murked. And I thought they was gonna get saved. They literally got murked like they were just expendable. They were nothing. Yeah, they got seen like they were just like bro, when she was still putting them wires in them and making them be puppets and she was just twisting their bones around, they couldn't do shit. <laughs> bro, when she snapped the next, I was like, oh, so they, they couldn't even that's how strong Tanjiro and his crew is. They could see the wires of the spider threads. And I get, like, it's manga. Like, Tanjiro has to see the shit. But those, like, side niggas, they couldn't see it at all. Like, they were yep. just dying. Like, that's how shows, like, that shows how strong Tanjiro and his, his group are. But what'd you think of episode 20? Did you like the backstory of Ryu? Or did you like how they closed this arc? I did like it. I liked how they gave it a little bit of closure. I wish it would have been paced a little bit quicker. But that's, Same. I feel like, like they did it just so the next one was super hard. I also think it was it was done that way due to the rollout because, like you said, I forgot episode two. Like from reading the manga, I forgot that even happened. Like I thought I was yeah. like, oh yeah, Tanjiro killed him. It's over. Like I didn't. I, I and like I, I knew he was gonna go to wherever they go next due to his injuries, but I didn't think. Like I, I forgot that Ryu popped back up and he didn't. I thought Tanjiro that was his kill, not used. That was crazy. Like I, I I forgot completely about that, and I read it and I was just like. Sweet, I can't wait to see to get this get animated. And we got animated, and I like got what I wanted, and I was like, time to move on. I forgot there was a little bit more to that. Yeah, I'm like, let's get to the next arc real quick because that shit is litty. But what would you rate yeah, episode? Two is fucking bananas, bro. Season two is gonna be crazy. How many more episodes of Demon Slayer do we have? Four? Probably like four. Probably four. Four or six? Sure it only got twenty four episodes. Twenty four so- to twenty six. I think okay. Well, then let's predict where it ends. I don't think it ends where you're at. I think it ends with. The big ordeal of introducing all the pillars and the the situation that goes on when Tandro actually gets in front of these other demon slayers with his sister. Yeah, the pacing's probably gonna slow down until next season. Yep. Like, next like, season starts off pretty crazy. I feel like it might. Uh, I feel like it might get into the beginning of what's about to happen, but it's gonna stop and leave the season on a cliffhanger to make you want season two. And let me tell you how. I don't think they even get to the part like you know the train shit. It I ends. Think they with- uh-uh, it's going to end with the cliffhanger of showing us all the moons. You know how that's right before that arc you're on where we see the oh. Yep. And and not to spoil anything, but they do have a little uh, something that could be stretched into a couple episodes, or at least you, one episode. Well, yep, you know exactly what I'm in that arc. Yep, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, that's not, not, we, we, not, we probably not going to get to the, the good shit until nope. well, the, the better shit until next season, but you best believe when next season starts, we're going to get oh. back crazy-ass ride, because it's we, not... It's not slowing down no time soon as far as we thought. We thought this season started off strong. Next season's gonna start off with the pillars, like straight up pillar fights. Like, let's go. Like, to be next level. Yeah, like real shit. Just being as far as I am ahead of where we're at now, like even the next few episodes, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whenever we get, like, right after we get past all the meeting, all the pillars, whenever we start unfolding into the next arc, that's already crazy in itself. Like, you're about to see. This show literally is good at uh, keeping you on your toes and making sure you don't get bored. And I gotta give this show credit, man, because like the pacing of this, like even if you're reading the manga, the pacing is great. Like I read manga, like for example, my hero. I told Chris the other day. I told no, actually, I told Chris this today. As much as I loved with hero as Go Koshi, all hail Go Koshi. He is my favorite mangaka right now. Hero Koshi, shout out to my guy. He is the goat, but. 
like I told Chris, this last arc, I didn't like until the most recent two chapters when everything started to unfold and seemed like it made sense. This show, in this manga, I got to give the, because it's a lady who made this show, shout out to her, its pacing is beautiful. Like, it nev- it's never a low point in this show, or the manga. And shout out to female manga, too, because... Uh, they don't give enough love. Yeah, a lot of people don't know, like, this was uh, created by a female, so was my uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Yep. Nor uh, uh, Noragami. I like to see some female representation in the anime manga community. That's not like typical girl stuff, because you know uh, Tagashi's wife um, did Sailor Moon, and that's iconic. But what I'm saying is, it's, it's good to see a shonen take from a, a female perspective, because you get some of the best stories. Like, yep, you look Yosho like, in, in in Yuasha, female uh, mangaka. Now, see, I didn't even know there was a female mangaka too. Yep, in you, Asha. Watch, I'm about to tell you the bet. The uh, like you said, Full Metal Alchemist. You said Sailor Moon. I'm trying to find the other because there's a whole list. Noragami. If anybody watched that, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it wrong, but there's a lot of good female mangaka out there. And, and honestly, if you look at the female mangaka stories, they're a little more in depth. Like I'm gonna keep it a bean. Like they're like yo, Full Metal Demon they're Slayer. By testosterone fueled men, just trying to be like, yep. how can we squeeze as many fights into this? She's focusing on how uh, she's gonna make the fights work with the story. Blue Exorcist is a feat. Like, yo, I love Blue Exorcist and D. Grayman. I know people who out there love Shonen, love D. Grayman, Alan Walker, and I and I actually watched that the other day. I really dig it. But yeah, man, a lot of good female mangaka. What would you rate episode nineteen and twenty of Demon Slayer? 19, is, I'm gonna give is 19 giving a 5? I'm going to give it a 4.8. Right. Because I, I feel like 5 is going to be next season. I, I, I want to say 5 so bad. I feel like I've given Mob Psycho 5s. I've given that. You did. Mob but, Psycho got a lot of 5s. But Mob Psycho... Was great. Was, no, Mob Psycho was amazing. amazing. Yeah. Like, honestly... There isn't, but Mob, Mob Psycho really delivered in a different way. Look, bro, if, if we go call it a spade a spade, if My Hero Season 4 brings it like I think, then then it shouldn't have any problem taking best best returning show or best anime of the year. But if, if My Hero doesn't bring it, Mob Psycho is easily, right now, it's Mob Psycho's award to lose. Man, I'm, I'm going to give Demon Slayer, I'm going to give it a 4.9 because I want to say it's damn close. Like, it is damn close to a 5, bro. Like, to be 100% honest, it's just something about it, I feel like, we're gonna we're gonna get more. Yeah, you holding back? Still, just this is like the the Saiyan saga, bro. This ain't this ain't Demon Slayer's best. This is like Zabuza. This is the first like real demon arc, like the first. Yeah, this real is the, the first one you take serious. Like this yeah. is the first one, and it was taken as serious as it should have been. But um, I'm ready for what's next. Like a hundred, a hundred, hundred percent. Like now, I feel like is when the story picks up. No, I'm with you. This is what I've been waiting for. Would you rate episode twenty one through five? Uh, I'll give it a good three because the backstory was cool, but I didn't need that. That's yeah, why I didn't care. <laughs> like, that was the first time. And this is a fucked up thing to say because it's not really, it doesn't say much. Uh, but it's the first that, time you didn't care about a backstory, huh? In Demon yeah, Slayer. It, was, it, was the, it was the first uh, the first episode of Demon Slayer where the, uh, it slowed down. The like pacing, my high, yeah. Like, I kept going up, 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 and now it kind of. Drop me. I'm trying to like mellowed out on it. That but was see, the first episode where I wasn't excited watching it. That was the first episode that I feel because they're getting towards the end of the season. And because, like I said, like I feel the way the place they're going to end the season, because the, the, the because it's about to end, 
and they can't start that fire arc, that the next the train arc so soon, they have to stretch. We're, we're about to get the first filler of Demon Slayer in these next couple of weeks. I'm oh, no. in the bed. I feel like, I feel like this. Uh, I know exactly what they're going. I don't want to spoil it too much. We'll talk about it like off air. What they're gonna do? I feel like I know exactly what they go do with this next arc. And I'm not gonna lie. I'm excited to see how they do it. One hundred percent. Well. That's oh I'll, I'll rank Demon Slayer episode nineteen. I'm with Chris. I'm gonna give it a solid four eight four nine. It was up there, and I'm gonna give episode twenty. I'm not gonna give it a three, but I'll give it a three point nine, three point eight. I didn't really care about Ryu's character, but it was nice to see Giyu and Shinobu do some work. But Chris, that's all the time we have for episode thirty three. Tell the people where they can find you at on social media. Well, you know what I'm saying. My my media trained uh, people have been telling me to say search Weeb God and you can find me anywhere. One hundred percent, y'all y'all go do that. Y'all go and look. Be sure to check out Chris's album Weeb God as well. Can't wait for the videos and th- things to come from that. You guys, be sure to follow me at LynnBWT on Twitter. Follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think on Twitter. Be sure to check for all Bros Who Think content this week. Because let me say this. We don't talk about movies, but with the news of Spider-Man leaving the MCU, Bros Who Binge this week is going to be hot. We got some spice. We got some info in the in the, in the, in the uh, movie world. We got some, some insider information. Be on the lookout this Friday for Bros Who Binge, as well as Thursday, be on the lookout for the new Bros Who Think uh, podcast because we're interviewing Kenny Mills from Baton Rouge to talk about his new project, Young Dude 2, as well as be sure to check out Primetime because football season is about to begin. But other than that, for Krissa, my name is Lyndon. You guys have a great one, and we will be back as always, not, ne- not ne- next week, but the following on Tuesday to bring you a new episode of Anime Talk. We're going to be back at regular schedule. Sorry this was on Wednesday, but you know, at least you guys got it. We're not going on break. No more breaks. We'll be back to we back in the lab, but until next time, you guys be easy. And please like I'm I flex like to guru. I know more than you know. Name her way no sumo. I'm numero uno. I'm so number one. They tryna keep up. I'm tryna get bucks. Make two race kids, no one less. Gotta make it bang real fast. Yeah, to the bank, I know what they meant. They ain't seen the stairs like that. Dick Nate Nate, she ain't talking kid. I'ma send her ass right back. Pockets on fit, blunts on fit. Young nigga came back track. Still can't take no break. When it come to money, I'm racist Pockets looking like the spirit wave hit Uncle Rama under pressure, won't say shit Billy like Keiko, look how the cake sit Just roll the eighth up, can't wait to face it These niggas made it, but these niggas faked it Fooling super saiyan, name is the Satan Had to reanimate it for the ones who missed it I reanimated it, where the Kabuto Young Senju, let the help cocky flow Young Gimbu, neck on the rocket slope Fooling got Sakio Either I'm cocky or I'm probably on or something Niggas hating hard cause they ain't doing nothing Cranking numbers, got the pack jumping Need my cash and doubles, mother, mother For them blue strip hunters, I'm a hunter, hunter Full of yo, the new gen, number one stunner They mad at young and I turn red in the something I flex like I'm guru I flex like to guru I know more than you know Name whole way, no sumo I'm numero uno I'm so number one They trying to keep up I'm trying to get bucks Spent 10 race cash, no one less Gotta make it back Kids, no one less. Gotta make it back real fast. Get into the bank.
I know why they mad, they ain't seen the stats like that Dick, neck, neck, she ain't talking cash, I'ma send her ass right back Pockets on fat, blunts on fat, young nigga can't backtrack